So, uh, like, yeah. what were you saying right now? Oh, I'm saying, like, for everybody who's in the chat right now, I need you to answer me one simple question. Where did you hide your porn? Was it in the homework folder? Was it in the tax returns folder? Was it in the uh, one that says do not touch or not porn? Because, like... I feel like uh, like not not only artists have this issue where they like don't name their like projects anything meaningful, but like growing up, everyone's had to like have that one folder where you had things you don't want people to look in. So you either make it non like non assuming, or you because you haven't figured out how to like password protect your files yet. <laughs> it's just like so, like how do you name your files? Because the way I do it is very, very dumb, where I don't take anything seriously. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pull up my PC right now. Like, I, my C drive, I've labeled it important. That's, like, my SSD. That's where my like my operating system is. But for my hard drive, I literally just called it everything else. But that got <laughs> full. There's only, like, 8 gigabytes. Oh, Jesus Christ, there's only 8 gigabytes left. <laughs> anyway, there's eight gigabytes on that folder left, so I moved, so I got myself a two terabyte hard drive, and I just called it even more everything else. It is now also labeled as a Q drive too. So like, do you guys like name your uh, file drives like anything to to hide it or do anything, or is that just the thing I do? I think that like I I I can't. I've always been like rather upfront about my point. I remember at, at one point. I had downloaded uh, some porn games because apparently, like, I found out there was a thing, and then it was like, I need, I need to get in on some of this shit. <laughs> and I had, I, I, I shit, you know, I had that shit on my fucking desktop, like just sitting right there, <laughs> like I didn't care. But I remember, uh, so when when I was little wee ba- uh, baby, uh, mm-hmm. we didn't have any internet. Well, some of us did. We had like a, a big room where we had a computer, and that one had internet. And then my big brother uh, would like go to LAN parties and stuff because mm-hmm. you know he was cool like that. And um, and so sometimes he would uh, you know get stuff from his friends. And uh, I remember one time where the entire family was out. And I had uh, borrowed my big brother's computer because at that point he had a way better PC than I did. Mm-hmm. And I don't. It, it is so long by at this point that I don't recall why or how. But I ended up uh, finding a folder of his, and I think I was looking for a game or something. Mm-hmm. And I just see like I just open the folder, and it has like five different folders. One uh, one was called one, one was called two. Three, four, five. So each one had a number. And then when you click one of those, it would come into another folder uh, with five folders called one, two, three, four, five. And so it was like, it, it, so this was his way of password protecting his, his porn. Now, uh, I, I, the only reason why I still remember this story is because I felt like a fucking genius. Because... I, I figured there's some like I immediately figured out okay so this is like some kind of password thing that he's doing I wonder what he's hiding so what I did was I right clicked on on the folders and checked properties and when I saw there was a spike in in file size within that folder I knew that I was on the right track so I just used that to find my way through and sure enough there was his porn stash <laughs> I love it because 
that's I, you know that's really clever. That's also it's like clever in that like childish way. It's like okay, I don't know too much about computers, but I know a way I can still do it. So yeah. it's just really creative. The, oh, God. Like, like massive kudos. <laughs> like uh see that's some shit I would have come up with if I was like any smart and we didn't share a computer. Uh, my like I think like my thing was like after a certain point where we like found or like um we we discovered what like a search history was so we decided to stop using our port like we start stop using the computer entirely for a while before we got our own individual things and this was around the time like we got our ps the ps uh psp and like a bunch of other like handle internet connect to the internet so i didn't realize this but uh, like back in the day when I used the PSP, that was like my only thing I could use to get to the internet because I didn't have a phone at the time. So I would listen like music online through like the web browser. And I opened up the PSP one day and I don't realize this as I'm opening it up. But then it's like I fu- it opens up directly to a porn site. And I'm like, wait a minute, this isn't my taste. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, so my no. accidentally forgot to delete it. <laughs> uh, that's, I, I, so, the fucking, like, search history thing. Mm-hmm. When I was, like, even more way b- babby than I was with the, with the whole Big Brother story. Uh, when I was still living, well, in, in this city here before we moved and all that. Um, when we first got internet... You, you, you know, like, w- when when it was so young that if you were uh, looking for porn, you would write www.sex.com. <laughs> like, like, that was how basic bitch this shit was. And oh, so, and, you know, me and, my, me and my friends at that time, I think we were, like, 10 or 11 or something. I, I, I think I mentioned it before, but we were, like, pretty... We were way ahead of of our age, mm. and so uh, I remember. So we would look that shit up because obviously, and my mom would one time go, "I know what you guys are searching for, and you need to stop that. You're not old enough." And I'm like, "Fair is fair," <laughs> and then I I don't recall how, but I was on the computer one day and I find out the search, uh, like I find the search history thing. And I'm like, so that's how she's been able to figure out what I've been doing. So I, 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 as I fucking played the long game because I would just then start browsing porn and then go in and delete search history. And sure enough, my mom would go in and check out my P, uh, my PC, and she would be none the wiser. And then. After, uh, like, maybe a year or so had passed, I was like, okay, time to confront her. But I was like, so because my mom had explained it, that she knew a site that she could go and check (laughs) when it was, in fact, just the the whole search history thing. So I was like, so I found this place on the computer where you can see everything that you've been searching for. Hey, mom, what's a search history? And she just fucking clamped the fuck up. And I'm like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. I've been knowing this shit for a while now. I was like a fucking super villain sitting at the other end of the of the table like so mom I seem to have backed you into a corner here Oh god 
Uh, that was a way to start the podcast. Yeah, that was great. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode two of the Webcast Relief. I am your host, Risa, and with me, I also have my co-host, Cloudy Days. Hello, everybody. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that little warm-up. But today we got a, we got some we got some spice to give you today. We're gonna be dunking on some very popular used to be popular things. Yeah, maybe not dunking, but uh, I think we can get a really good discussion out of it because it's kind of fucky on both fronts. We'll definitely be we'll definitely be tackling it if nothing else. Um, so, uh, do we want to go into what we've been up to since last before we start going into any of the topics? Uh, I guess so. Yeah, like um, like a. Uh, I haven't really had like too much of an eventful weekend, but how about you? You had you, ha- you had that whole animation thing, didn't you? Well, yeah, I do. Well, okay. Well, I, I guess I'll, I can explain that. So, uh, every year or so, there's like this collaboration in the MapleStory animation community, called, like um, where a bunch of animators be like not like at the highest level, not like the highest like um, uh, popularity, like come together and they like kind of do what's basically a game jam only like you animate a you animate a like a fight scene or like a little or like a little skit within like a 48 hour period and you kind of have to finish this all up like by the end of the weekend and then it all gets compiled into one long video where one animator fights the animator before him and then it goes and it just follows that trend up until the end of the video so it's like a long string of like fights. I know like Kin's Dunjo does this with like stick figures, and like another collaboration is like a Kirby Rush, where like a bunch of Kirby animators like do the same concept. It's a bit. It's like an. It's a. It's an. It's a concept <laughs> as all the sprite animation itself. My OC versus your OC, we're gonna fight each other. Uh, so I participated in this because I realized up uh, the last animation I did was the one was this collab for last year, and I didn't do anything up until then. So I'm like, okay, like if if I'm gonna do if I'm gonna still call myself an animator, I need to do at least one of these every year so I keep my sh- my skills sharp. So yeah. uh, I I end up I end up joining it for this year, and my partner actually tells me, hey, I know how these things go. We're gonna have our OCs hurt, but like I feel really. I, I don't want my OC, I don't want to see my OC get beat to a bloody pulp. So can you do something that's not a fight? And I'm like, okay. So like, um, I'm gonna let you guys in on a secret. This is pretty oh, fucking no. obvious. Like this can apply to anything you do, be it web comics or writing. If you are ever under a time constraint, for the love of God, prepare everything before you start. Oh God, because I spent all of Saturday like like panic screaming, like disconnecting myself from the internet because I did because like I I had like I had to like remake all the maps because like when I started animating, I hated my maps. I threw that out. I didn't make any rigs, so I had to make those from scratch. I had to like <laughs> actually storyboard how I was gonna do this because when, before I started it, I had a clear picture of mind how I wanted this whole animation to go. But when I sat down in front of the fucking screen, fucking mind blank, and I. I'm like fuck so i spent all of like I, I animated for like the first 24 hours and it was like it wasn't even actually me animating it was just me doing all my setup as rushed as possible and then i spent the last 24 hours actually doing the real animation for the thing and even then i'm not super happy with it 
Because, like, I got to a point where I'm like, okay, this tells everything I want to tell. I could definitely clean this up way more, but I have to turn this in within, like, two hours already. And I am tired. I literally slept only for four hours in the last 48-hour period. I'm just fucking done with this shit. So I turn it in. And people seem to like it. Yeah. And it's like, and I feel like it's like, I would have had a way more fun time if I had prepared anything, but I didn't because I'm a freaking idiot. But I honestly would do it all again because it's one of those things where I have the biggest problem starting actual projects. Because like, if I can start, if I can start something or if, it's, if I can jump in the middle of a project and like just learn my way how to do it, I can be super good and super engaged because it's like not a lot of things to do. But man, do I suck at prep work. And I learned, and every time I do this, it's just a reminder of how bad I suck at prep work and how much I need to put into it. But yeah, like that was a really intense way to start the weekend. Um, I can imagine. <laughs> but at the but at the very least, I'm still really happy because like it, I got to talk to a lot of people. People liked the way I animated. They thought I was creative. Hopefully, the collaboration should be up this week. I know there were a couple people who actually added asked for an even greater extension because they actually had to either go to the hospital for some reason or another. Not not because of the animation, but because like they got they were afraid they caught COVID and they wanted to make uh, sure and they didn't. So, well, eh. how so I, I suppose it's a little on the reps uh, on how you managed to fight this person without actually fight them, and we will have to wait and see with the final animation. I mean, I could just tell you what it is right oh, now. Oh, please, please. Okay, so originally I was gonna have it was gonna be a little more cinematic. I was gonna have like a whole scene explaining what the um, framing device of the fight was, but I didn't. But because I putzed around on Saturday, I had to scrap that whole scene. So essentially, what's going on is like a is like a chess match, like but not like a not like a one that's kind not one that's entirely sensical. It's kind of like the one in No Game, No Life, where all the chess pieces are, like, actual warriors and, like, bashing into each other. I, f- I, feel it's f- very, yeah. I feel it's very telling that you go with that and not Harry Potter. I think, like, that. that's where you and I are different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, wizard chess was a thing. Yeah, it was totally a thing. <laughs> Okay, so like at least, uh, well, like, here's the thing. In Harry Potter, Wizard Chess was kind of had like, like at least in the movie, it was described with some sort of gravitas. This is this I ran into an issue where like, okay, I found these pieces. They look perfect. I just need to make an edit, and then I'm fine. And then I actually open the sheet. They literally only have standing poses. Oh, None shit. of them do any swings. I'm like, fuck. I can't spread all these. So what <laughs> I ended up doing is just like have them literally smash together. Hey, fucking it works. <laughs> yeah, it, it it works, and it's and honestly, I think it worked to my advantage because like people thought it was hilarious. So dude, like, if it's yes, good, it's totally- <laughs> dude, if it's good enough for this guy, it's good enough for you. <laughs> basically, yes. Oh god, thank god for this guy. So like, so yeah, it, I basically just had that whole thing where like, um, we're all controlling different pieces, and like I'm like, and, and like our characters are like the kings on the board, and we're just trying to like go to each other, and like the plan was that like my character is like okay, so this so the, my person's opponent is gonna be just throwing all their pieces against me. We'll just wipe the board clean, but I'll get my pawn to the end and get a queen first, and then kill him. 
So while all this dumb shit's going on, my pawn's making it across the field. He becomes a queen, and right before I can move him, I my character loses because he dies from a fucking pawn checkmate. Oh. And I think it's hilarious because like the actual the actual board, how it looks like to get a pawn checkmate is technically statistically impossible. Okay. <laughs> because like um in chess, like usually like it's usually impossible to get a like a pawn checkmate because like the situation for it to happen is so specific. No person who actually plays chess can ever get into it intentionally. I mean unintentionally. I I I, yeah. I don't clearly don't know enough about chess for that. I I barely know a lot about chess. Like oh god, like if, if, you know it's funny cuz like um I had all these lines of dialogue to explain and put jokes, but I just had to cut everything out because like I did not have the time to put it in. Which mm. is actually just a cool thing that just to experience Okay, so so here's the scenario where it happens. My king is in the top right corner of the board, and he's kind of like castled, but instead of a rook being next to him, it's a bishop. So it can only move diagonally. And the square in front of a bishop is, is a different color, so it can't like go forward. The pawn is in like the position, like right in front of the bishop, checking the king. And the king itself would normally go into it, but the way it's being protected is by, it's being backed up by a second king. So, actually, I think I can get the board. Do you think you can, like, um, put it up on screen? Because it makes more sense if I just show it. Uh, if you screen share it, I can probably get it up. Alright, I'm just, uh, get this. I'm just pull this up really quick. Uh, uh, but basically, it's like, you basically have a pawn checking the king in the corner, and another king backing up the pawn, checking the king. And it's... The final board makes no fucking sense to any person who actually plays chess, but this is my animation, I can do whatever the fuck I want. I, I even named the file, How Do You Fuck Up This Bad? Uh, hold on, let me... Alright. I think we can do it like this... Yeah, so like the so like if you want like a visual representation, this is what like the final board is supposed to look like. Where the queen is just out of place to be any use. (laughs) Oh, I see, yeah. Okay. So you Yeah. Are are you then not technically checking with like more than just the Rook again. I don't know nothing about chess. Okay, okay, okay. so like the pawn goes like the to. Uh, I, to I, I know like, the movement yeah. and all that stuff. I yeah. just don't. So like the the black king can't get rid of the um pawn because the white king is backing up the pawn. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, okay, and like yeah, the queen I see, I see. actually, and the queen actually cannot protect the king. Like normally, what you would do in the situation is like you'd get the queen to either check to actually um check the king or like um get rid of the pawn but because like the pawn is already checking the king i have to get i have to answer this pawn right now Mm. but like you can't respond to it by like you know checking the king with the queen it's just the pawn is there i get you i get you yeah yeah because if you move if you check the king you just pawn just takes the king and you lose yeah okay so yeah pretty clever 
It's 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 just, it's from what I've been told, it's this weird mix of really dumb bullshit and also really clever jokes. Which I have no idea how the fuck I did that because I made this while I was screaming at four a.m. in the morning. <laughs> hey, I, it, it, some of the best writing I've done for the webcoming relief came in like four a.m. in the morning. You know what? Very fair. <laughs> so <laughs> it's the witching hour. <laughs> But deadass, like, that was basically my thing. Like, um, we're not, like, we didn't want to fight. Um, my, my, my friend, like, the, my partner's OC did not want to fight. So I was like, okay, we're going to do this no game, no lifestyle or Harry Potter for those who <laughs> know Harry Potter. <laughs> but then we just, like, have the fight. Uh, my friend and, like, I, I'm, I'm the kind of person who, like, I don't, I don't know what it is. But I feel like I, I tend to be way more harsh to myself when with my own OCs. Because like you, you usually you, you this is the thing where this is supposed to be a collab where you showcase oh how cool your OC is, how cool your animation skills are. And like a lot of people just like have their OCs like dominate the person they're fighting. And here I am, it's like, oh, I lose because of a really stupid mistake. And it's funny. And people seem to like that. And I yeah. feel like I'm I feel like I don't know if that's something wrong with me where I, where I like either self deprecate or I'm like, I don't let my OC win, even though it'd be cool if they did. And I feel like, I feel like that would be too self-indulgent if I allowed myself to, but maybe that's like a topic for another day. I feel like, uh, so when I was making one of my comics, um, mm -hmm. like way back when I was, uh, I was looking into like how, like how do how do the big guys make a cool character and i always kind of like came to the same conclusion which is that they allow them to also be fucking dumb because mm -hmm. uh, or, or bad or silly or you know not too too cool because if you if you end up with something that is too cool at least and and this is going to be like a, a a very like hot take i feel uh, then you end up with something like helsing where it's just like, uh, where Alucard is just, oh, he is so cool and he never does anything silly or anything. It's just like, I don't, like, I don't find that cool. Like, I feel that's a little too much. But then uh, I remember at the time it was like, but then you have uh, Revy from Black Lagoon and she's like a hothead. She's like, uh, sometimes she's, uh, she gets the short end of the stick. She's not very clever. Like, I was uh, thinking about that one scene where uh, she's fighting the maid of... What was her name? Roberta or something? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and she's, like, falling for the whole shoelaces thing. And so I was <laughs> like... Uh, so I wanted to put one of the characters in a bright pink outfit with a heart on it. Like, make it super gay. <laughs> and then, like, make that person cool despite of that. And so, like, I feel that... If, if, if that if your OC cloudy, I, which mm -hmm. I suppose it is, is um, if, if you allowed if you allow him as much to be the butt of the joke here, then the times where he does win or does do something cool, I feel like it really emphasizes it uh, because like it's juxtaposed to the other thing. Uh, so I think that like I think you should definitely let your character be dumb and not always perfect for them to really shine afterwards. Oh, thank you. You know, I think that's also really good advice. Now that I think about it, 
Okay, this is going to be like a really scary thing, but that made me think of like another example because I was thinking about this last night before the podcast. Because mm. uh, I'm like, uh, I, I, fi- I find it like really impactful. I find it more impactful when a not serious comedy has like a slow but really dramatic moment than if like a really heavy drama like drops a joke or two. I yeah. feel like, yeah, because like... Usually when something's really goofy, it hits you harder when, like, something serious happens. I, I, um, I think, like, that's yeah. one of the reasons why movies such as Shaun of the Dead is, is so is so good. Because it's... That is a very, very silly, goofy, dumb, <laughs> don't take it too seriously movie. And then there's uh, certain points in that movie where they just... Shit gets very real very fast. <laughs> and because you have been so used to laughing and joking and this serious moment happens and they let it linger, it just fucking hits you. Oh, God. Uh, oh, okay. Um, no, like, that's a really good example, actually. It's really... God, like, like when, when a comedy just hits you with that, like, blindsides you, it's crazy good. And I love it. Uh, the example I was going to think of was, like, it's pretty obscure. Uh, but it, it's going to give you a little context to why I got so excited during E3. So I'm going to talk about Advanced Wars for like a, for a hot second. Oh, yeah. And like to give context to what this game is, it's like it's like a Fire Emblem, but like none of the units have personality. It's just like characters and shit. You're just like throwing armies around, throwing at each other. All the personalities are like the uh, commanding officers behind it. And the writing for Advanced Wars is dumb. It's very goofy. It's very stupid. You don't take any of it seriously. Like, the main character doesn't know what a fucking airport is. That's how dumb it is. Okay, yeah. Okay. But, uh, in the in the second game, Advanced Wars 2, uh, you get to play as, like, you get to have, a, in the campaign, you get to play, like, a bunch of different COs. You get, so, you play as Olaf, who is, like, the... Team Rocket rival bad guy of the first game. Not like as and uh, he's basically just marching his um his like lower officers behind him, taking him to his hometown. But his hometown gets overrun by like uh by like the bad guys of the series called uh, Black Hole, and like the whole place is like fucked to all shit. And like Olaf gets pissed, and it's weird because like you see this jolly like Santa Claus guy, ho ho ho, I'm Russian, that's the joke. But you see him get like serious, like you guys back the fuck off, this bitch is mine. And then you go through this like really hard campaign where you're like commanding all your units to like go through uh, behind enemy lines and blow them up from the, from like the inside, and you win the fight, but you don't celebrate it. It's like this really somber moment where because you came to your hometown too late, like the main, like Olaf starts like reminiscing over the fact, like this is where like me and my friends used to play. My house used to be on that Hill. It's all gone now. And Mm. you don't think about it because like, it's dumb, silly, wacky game. Ha ha. Like, but like it's fucking war. Like people are dying, people are dead. Though that full infantry unit you bought for a thousand dollars got fucking annihilated by a neo tank, and it's like you just let that sit in you, and you're like, "Fuck!" And I love, and I live for shit like that. I I remember. Um, I actually think I brought it up in a Wet Crime Relief episode, but there is. So you you obviously remember the sitcom Scrubs, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Uh, and that is like it doesn't get much more silly than that. Mm-hmm. But there is this one scene, and I keep bringing it up, and I think it's like one of the most watched scenes from the entire show, which is the one called "How to Save a Life," where uh, they have. Uh, so the entire premise of the episode is that they have free, um, they have free patients with a certain disease, and JD in the in the beginning of it is like. It said that one of uh, one of three people with this disease dies, and mm-hmm. so the entire uh, episode is about how, uh, like, which one of these three patients are gonna is gonna die, and so spoiler for a very old uh, <laughs> show, uh, all three of them end up dying, and it's yep. uh, and and they all die at the same time. Well, not at the same time, but like in, in the same music montage uh, in which this whole How to Save a Life song plays. And uh. you, you just get to see like everyone, even Dr. Cox, which is, you know, the funny, uh, funny, you know, not letting anything affect him kind of guy, get really pissed and, and upset about it. And I like to this day, I can I can go and I can look at that scene and I can get like, you know, that feeling in my throat because like everything in that in that episode is so wacky. It's goofy. It's silly. And then this moment comes and it just fucking fists you in the ass. (laughs) Uh, No, I I know what you mean entirely. And God, uh... That, that, that's what I'm talking about. Like, you don't need to be hyper serious all the time. You don't need to be super dramatic to get like a punch like that. Sometimes it's just you can just have like a really funny, silly story and just be serious that one time. And it holds that much more weight. Yeah, obviously it needs yeah. to fit with like the yeah. theme of, of, of the story. Like you like in in uh, the the go to scene for me of late seems to be Silent Hill, but it, like in Silent Hill, you obviously you can't joke around too much. Uh, I I remember there is, I think it's in Silent Hill Three where you can go and and try and check out a toilet because you do that in Silent Hill Two where where you 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 dig your hand into like this very very disgusting dirty ass toilet to pick out a key and if you uh and then there's a point where you i think i think her name is heather the character you play in that game where mm-hmm. you play as her and you go up to a toilet and there's like uh the, the exact same button prompt in hey do you want to check out the toilet and if you click yes she goes nah fuck that <laughs> and, just, and, and you can't do it so like I, I, like you can definitely get some humor in there as long as it doesn't betray the tone because like this is just like the character being the character and it's not like haha pyramid head fell uh, on a banana peel and and yeah. hit his butt <laughs> <laughs> although i will say like something like that could work if it's a if it's like framed differently but I'm like, but but no, like I definitely see what you mean. Like if it, it has to like fit, it can't it can't just be like rent. It has to be it can't be specifically a banana peel, and it can't be pyramid head. It's got to no. be like it's got you gotta have yeah yeah you, you have to have it like fit the situation, fit the theme, fit the character, fit something. It's gotta make sense. Yeah, like you you can definitely like you can take uh, what's his name Eddie from from. Sandhill too, because like he mm. he's kind of supposed to be the 
not the dumb character, but you know the 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 uh, the character that you laugh at for better or for worse, and that is actually like his entire thing that people don't really take him seriously, uh, and you can use that and make jokes about uh, and make use him uh, as like the the slapstick joke thing. Uh, so there's definitely room for it, but you have to be a little more careful with how you do it in 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 settings like that. I feel. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, definitely. So, so that's what you've been been up to this week. Yeah, that's basically what I've been up to this week. Just uh, like I guess you can, I guess you can call it crunch, but I don't really see it as crunch. It's because it's all it's super self imposed yeah. and. But it's but it's like um but honestly I genuinely had fun with it like aside aside from me like poorly um putting like preparing everything had I prepared I would have had a lot more fun with this and it would have made a lot better product but even for what I did I'm really happy with what I did it was like the experience of it all yeah. like yeah so like if you ever if you ever want to do this like join like an, a, a writing jam a comic jam a, a game jam something like that and it's like it puts you in this weird perspective of like creating something on a short amount of time with everything you got and like pushing your creativity and your skills to the max it's great yeah like it's it's the same thing i do with adobrary where it's just like okay now it's crunch time so to speak exactly exactly uh, how about your? How was your week, my friend? <laughs> uh, well, I've had an eventful week um, because uh, I remember we brought it up in the last episode where we were like, Cloudy and I both have lives, so uh, we might not be able to make the podcast at 4 p.m. in, in Danish time or 10 a.m. in your time uh mm-hmm. because we both have have lives and we were both talking about this whole thing about getting a job and all that stuff uh so i knew that i was going to get a job at, at some point but i had been told by the job office that the whole thing about the paperwork and stuff was going to take a long time uh, and it could take like uh, one to two weeks so i was kind of figuring okay then you know i have some time to you know just sit and fiddle with my dick or whatever um <laughs> Then the 1st of July, I call the office. I'm like, hi, I'm no longer a teacher. So I can now apply for the internship at this new work thing. I know it's going to take a while. Don't worry. Just take it at your own pace. And then like five minutes later, I get a phone call going. Oh, yeah. we uh, Can you start Monday? <laughs> um, and, and, and this was on a Friday. So it was just like. What the fuck? So uh, all of a sudden, I had to. I had a weekend to get ready for a job uh, that that started uh, Monday. So I've been doing that, and uh, it's been great. Uh, it was one of the most su- su- surreal, unrealistic, surreal. surreal. Thank you, surreal experiences ever. Because um, I, I, I show up, and uh, my boss, uh, my boss comes over, and is like, okay. You are a new video editor guy. What do you need? Oh, 
And I'm like, uh, well, I, I got most of the stuff myself. There is some stuff that could probably use like an improvement or something. Because the gear that I had that I use for webcam relief and, so, and, and stuff like that, it's getting old. Like I haven't replaced the camera for uh, like ever since I went to Vegas. So it, it's, it's been a while and stuff. So I, you know, say like as is. And then I go, also my laptop, it's not very good for editing. So I was thinking like, do you just want me to do remote work from home or whatever? It's like... Oh no! Don't worry. Don't worry about that. You uh, come with me. We're going on an adventure. And then he grabs <laughs> uh, grabs me by the fucking collar, and we just head out. And I'm like, "Where the fuck are we going?" And he <clears throat> takes me to a computer shop, and he and he just fucking points at a computer and go, "We we we need that one. We need you to cram." Uh, 16 more DDR3 uh, RAM in that bitch. Uh, we're gonna take this keyboard, this mouse, this uh, these headphones, and this mouse pad. And then he just fucking bought it all then and there. And then it was like, now this is yours uh, to work with. I'm like, what in the fuck? <laughs> and, it was, it was, and like, I uh, even though I know, like, it's not for me. It's for mm-hmm. the job position. So even if yeah. I don't get to keep the job after my internship, then it's going to be for the person who takes over the job afterwards. Yeah. So I get that. But I'm st- like, I, I suck at receiving stuff. So I'm standing there going, oh, you, you, I, I, I do have a mouse. You don't have to worry about that. And the, and the mouse that I have, the extra mouse, is a fucking busted up piece of shit. And I'm like, <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. I already got one. Like, I'm making excuses why he shouldn't buy stuff for the company because I feel like he's <laughs> buying it for me. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that, uh, uh, really, I've just been doing that. Uh, like, like I'm sure that a lot of people who have uh, who have worked at, at uh, in full time at anything can can attest to uh, the first day of a new job is very you know exhausting. Like, uh, just because like you you're so used to have a daily rhythm, and then all of a sudden you you change that, and uh, so. I've uh, Monday we we're doing this on a Wednesday by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. Monday uh, was also uh, my very good friend Alice's birthday, so of course we also celebrated that. Um, but yesterday I was so fucking bombed, and I knew that uh, that uh, I I had to also record the webcam relief. And it was just about uh, like, so I, I knew, okay, can't do it Monday because we have to celebrate Ellis. I can't do it Wednesday because we have the podcast and I don't want to wait too late, too long. So even though I was dead fucking tired, I decided, okay, we're, we're going to record for the webcam relief. And the reason why we were going to do it there is because I was originally planning on waiting with recording the next episode of the webcam relief. Because as I said in the last episode, I have bought a roll-up green screen. The problem is that that has now been postponed till the beginning of next month. And I was like, I'm not going to fucking wait for that. So I had to be very clever about where I put up my green screen. Because there's nowhere that I can actually hang that up in my apartment. Um, so I had to get that done. I had to move all of my so- uh, my soft boxes and light and all that shit from the basement and up here, and then recall all that. Barely got to sit down, eat some dinner, and then I was off to bed. So I have basically just been working ever since the last, po- last podcast. <laughs> Um, oh man! You know, well, first off, congratulations on the new like internship, and oh, holy shit, the guy. The guy fucking flexed in front of you. He flexed real hard. 
<laughs> that's hilarious to me. That's amazing. And like, uh, I, I hope you get to keep the job after this because that sounds amazing. They, they are, like, they, oh, they're man. really fucking cool down there. It, it, uh, <laughs> they, um, so I don't know what what it's like in, in America or in other offices for that matter because I have only worked in three or four offices as a designer thus far. But uh, the, here it's like if everyone here is is very young. I'm one of the oldest people there. I think there's two people who are older than me. That's about it. Uh-huh. So um, everyone there is super young. And so they have uh, set up a a thing where the the company pays for your lunch and all this shit as well as uh, basically everything else that you might need while at work so they have this giant fucking fridge and it's stuffed to the fucking brim with beer energy drinks pepsis food bread toppings all this shit and you just take that if you're hungry, you go out and you make cup noodles that they have pre-bought on their dime. If you feel like, oh, I'm getting tired, you just go out there and grab yourself an energy drink. And then you and then every week or so they go and check, oh, okay, we we're lacking a little bit of this. And then they go just go out and buy more. It's fucking surreal. You know when you talk about healthcare and I get really existential? <laughs> I'm feeling really existential right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, yeah, go on. No, uh, like, uh, no, just like, uh, like I, th- I think, like, my la- well, like, at, at least I know, I know this whole work culture exists for real in a certain thing. I know in my personal experience, whenever I run into things like that, it's usually a Ponzi scheme. Because like they want to sucker you in for like the experience of the job, and I'm like, this is this is gonna this is like I'm gonna get paid like two dollars for the hour, aren't I? <laughs> so I'm like, fuck it. But no, like uh, I think like the best office I worked at, I essentially like we had like a coffee machine, we had a water cooler. Uh, we can choose when we took our lunch break, but as- but that was pretty much it. And that was like the best one I worked at. But then again, like you, this, I, I don't know how I can't speak for everybody's experience because like, I know these things exist like in America, especially because they, because they want to, because people want to flex. People want to have that really tight knit family work culture. But I'm like, yeah, man, that sounds like you got a pretty good, you got some pretty good digs over there. I'm proud of you. I hope, you. You, I hope you see this through. This is amazing. So, um, just you know, but, uh, just so everyone is is on the same page. So in Denmark, it's very co- so because our unions are not out to get us, which I can understand <laughs> they are in America. In yeah. in Denmark, as long as you are part of a union, you get paid to search for work, and as of such, the Danish government obviously wants to make sure that you get a job as soon as possible, because it's money out of their pocket if you don't. So they try everything that they can to get you into uh to to get into the the job market as fast as possible. And one of those things that they do is that they have this whole thing with internship where it's basically they allow you to take an internship for 4 weeks and then uh it, unless like the 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 workplace then has like kind of a a reputation in the, in the database and so um it, it, the idea is that 
the be- the more times that you have like a, a, an intern show up and then you offer them a full time position afterwards, the better your reputation gets. So, uh, and, and then obviously, if you're just like a company that keeps using interns as like free workforce, then of course you get like a bad reputation. So, the the way that this was framed is that we're basically doing this internship where the Danish government is still paying is is paying those four weeks uh, because this is a rather small um, uh, bureau. And so they don't want to like, they want to pay me, but it's not really in, in the budget right now. They would rather have a week, uh, uh, nonsense, a month where they can te- show me the ropes and teach me so that I'm ready to make money for the company from right from the get go, and which is now what we're using the uh, the internship for. So once the internship is over, it it has been explicitly stated that it is for the purpose of hiring me afterwards. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed because. That that is the end goal, but uh, it it, it look it's looking positive. Uh, I I guess that's the best way I can phrase it. <laughs> Man, I want to live in Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> like, God, that's like everything you said to me sounded like fucking fantasy bullshit. I'm like, <laughs> wow, a government program that fucking works. How is this possible? <laughs> Uh, but again, like well, I'll talk about my own gripes with like America another day because I think we can make like an entire episode of the podcast just for for that, like Denmark versus America. <laughs> God, like <clears throat> it's like cheaper to fly between like Israel and Denmark than it is to fly from from like Massachusetts to California, and that pisses me off so bad. <laughs> It's within the fucking country. Come on. I mean, you uh, say that, but uh, there is two places in in Denmark. As far as I know, there's probably more. But as far as I know, there's two places in Denmark that has like a flight route. Everything else in Denmark is so close by that you basically just drive there. Uh, so the only place is so there is a an airport in the city that I live in. And there's one in Copenhagen. Those are the only two airports in Denmark, as far as I'm aware. Again, I'm probably <laughs> wrong, and those two are connected. So the whole idea of casually traveling with plane from one state to the other to me is fucking wild. I mean. To be fair, I think like most of the United States is bigger than the majority of Europe. So, oh yeah, uh, God, like there was this meme where you can like fit, it, like the unit Texas was a unit of measurement as like the biggest state. Like how many Texases does this country fit? I, and it's I, like, <laughs> no, 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 go ahead, go ahead. I, I I remember I was reading, and I think I also talked with Emily about this that. Uh, I read somewhere that you can fit all of Denmark, like the population of Denmark, into New York. Probably. Which... I think think, think it was, like, specifically Long Island, or was it, like, all of New York City? Or, or like, the state. I don't remember. 
but that is just fucking like a whole country into New York is just what in the fuck <laughs> We 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 have lots of people here. Whole fuck, a whole fucking people. Actually, that's a thing. I'm visiting my friend in um in Arizona in like a couple in like a couple months in October. So I'm gonna have to be taking a plane because trying to drive. Well, one trying to drive like the the most I've ever driven within this country was when I took family trips from like Massachusetts to Florida. But like trying to drop, but that's like a vertical line to go like cross country. It'll take me a month just to get there driving. And then it'll be a month ba- and I'm only going to stay there for a week. And then it's a month back. And because of the whole like COVID regulation, trying to drive cross country is kind of a pain. So I'd rather just fly. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. But yeah, fucking countries are big. <laughs> but you know what else is big, Lassa? Uh, we we have something we need to get into before that real quick. Just a, l- a little okay. housekeeping. Okay. Uh, and, and that is uh, a, a big, but not as big as the other subject, but uh, MAPA uh, is a big animation company. And the reason why we're bringing this up this time is just a, a little follow-up to the last podcast because okay. an animator, uh, Ipe Ichi, has come out and said that uh, the Netflix anime produced at Napa paid bottom rates. Uh, but I can see now it is updated. An animator claimed to have been paid 250 yen. That's $2 for in-between animation at a subcontracting studio for a film project made by the company that recently made a viral PV. The, uh, they commented that the work was extra demanding <laughs> because it was for a film project that required a high degree of polish. Um so I wanted yeah. to bring this up because you are very, very much into the whole animation thing. Um, I, I can understand that uh, that this is very, 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 very little. <laughs> so it's very little, but it's also very common in the industry. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna give my full disclosure right now, and I I want to preface this because I know I have a lot of. I have a lot of friends who really want to like make it big in their own industries. I have friends who want to break it into the public publishing industry. I have friends who want to make it the gaming industry. I like, I know a whole swath of animators and not a single one. I know wants to work in the industry Mm. myself included big time because of shit like this, like, the, it's it's just a fat. Uh, there's this, there's this channel I watch all the time called anime like anime dormitory, which it, it, it has this cutesy story type thing where everyone's like talking as like an anime girl, but it's basically goes into how fucked the industry is, like actually what it's like to actually work in there, to mm. like like subsist on like nothing and being paid nothing for really detailed shots and work, and it is. It's mind blowing how much like like we're getting taken advantage of. From what I hear, because like because it, it said from the article, like he said it was the it was he's blaming Netflix for pitching the amount more than you're mad at Mappa for accepting it. Yeah, let let me just quote it uh, real quick. To avoid misunderstanding, I have to say that my issue is with Netflix. For all the exorbitant amount of capital they have, it's a problem that they've started to place orders with such low rates. There is a possibility that the prices are even lower than a TV series. That's the thing. Because um, animation takes so fucking much. 
For all you people who get really pissy about, oh, this anime CG, it looks bad. It is bullshit expensive to do this all 2D and bullshit expensive to even add the three the 3D effects. And for all the effort and time it takes to make it, we're still getting paid so fucking little to do it. Like, yeah. like this is rampant in the industry and it's really disgusting when like companies with all this cap it's right have all this fucking capital to like make all these shows you can pay better for these people you can make sure these people like live get a living way to eat to like draw your fucking show and it fucking kills me it fucking kills me with this especially because like um yasuke the writing is I'm just gonna say it flat out because I because I'm close to finishing the series. I have to watch like the last two episodes, mm. but I'm like this writing is fucking trash. Oh yeah, and, it's like, not great. <laughs> I I'm, I am going to say I love the an, the attention to the detail and all the anime in the animation to oh, yeah. all this because like it looks fucking pretty. I will I will fight anybody who like trashes on an anime because the because oh it just looks pretty as if that isn't like a, a mark of talent because <laughs> it takes so fucking much to make something look good and the people making these are not making shit and then you have like the writers dropping the ball for everybody but making all this good and hard talent go to waste yeah. It is infuriating to see like a show that's badly written when it looks so goddamn good. But uh, I have the mother of all segues. Speaking of writers dropping the ball when the animation <laughs> is fucking great and is... Uh, yeah, that, that's basically it. Uh, let's talk about Homestuck. Uh, <laughs> oh, I've been waiting for this. I, I, I so I, I, I don't have a, a thing to show because it's a YouTube video, and I'm not gonna fucking show a YouTube video while uh, we're doing this. But, um, <laughs> actually, Cloudy, you take the reins on this one. Okay, so set the scene. What has happened? So there is this there is this uh, video creator called Sarah Z. Who made a fairly quote unquote controversial Homestuck video? I wouldn't um, even say like it's necessarily well. May, I, maybe it was controversial, yeah. but like I'm gonna, I'm, I, gonna, I'm gonna say controversial because of what happened afterwards. Okay, because yeah. it was like a, yeah. it was a very like informative Super, one. It was it was more it was like, like a documentary detailed. about Homestuck like, than anything. Yeah, yeah, like like honestly, like first off, watch like. Sarah C's videos are like you, 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 you motherfuckers watch Riser. You can sit, you can sit through this video. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. But it's like it's really informative because like it not only goes into the history of the comic, it goes into like speculation for like how the uh, like how the fans perceive it, how like why these things sort of happens, what the why these dramas that were happening in these fandoms were so significant, and like I would say you'd learn a thing or two, like how. Like, just how this weird psychosis of a fucking series is. It's less about the story itself and more like the fans and the creators surrounding it. Yeah, the phenomenon at Homestuck yeah. rather than the comic. Exactly. Which is something which I honestly cannot recommend. Watch Sarah Z's video on Homestuck. Yeah. But, uh, like, honestly, I thought it was really well informative. It, like, and even for people who, like, didn't agree with it all, 
Like, it was still really, it was really respectful. It did really well. And, like, it touched a couple things that got on the nerves of a certain homes to basically what pumpkin and Andrew Hussey had to respond to this. Now, uh, real oh, quick, who, who, who are these people? So, Andrew Hussey is the guy who... I can't even say he wrote Homestuck, but, like, he is, like, the... He's the author, writer, and, like, artist and animator of Homestuck. He is the guy, biggest guy behind it. Yeah. And after a certain point, uh, around the time of the, the infamous $2, two million Kickstarter... Where like all where like a lot of shit happened behind the scenes for that fucked up with Hive Swap the game he wanted to make. But so, like, uh, we're, we're, gonna, get, re, we're re, gonna get into that. Re, we're gonna real get quick, into they, that. real quick, they made a Kickstarter for a video game for a Homestuck video game that made two million dollars. Mm-hmm. Yes, just just wanted to set that because you just said a Kickstarter. I just want to like because there's people who don't know neither Homestuck or nor like what's been happening with it. So I just want to make sure that everyone is up to up to. Up to date. Oh, the, oh, you you all know something funny because like a real quick tangent in the actual story itself, they actually he actually makes a joke about the, about him wasting the money on the Kickstarter, <laughs> the two million dollars within the fucking comic of Homestuck itself. Perfect, because it was a, it's that bit much of a big fucking meme, and I'm like, uh, did did the game ever come out? Yes, it took forever, but it's coming out in parts, unfortunately. But that's the oh. best they can do. It like um just just a, just a quickly like side swap to the hive swap to give you per, a perspective yeah. on that. They first dropped a t- trailer that wasn't three D, but then they kind of turn it like dialed it back to be like a proper like a two D point and click adventure. Mm-hmm. And like the first part came out to like big success, and then the second part came out to even bigger success, and it's like. It's we're gonna touch on this after we touch on the drama, but yeah. like, like home like Hive Swap as like a concept is amazing because it kind of shows why Homestuck got popular in the first place. It's not them, ever. It's everyone agreeing that the actual canon of the story sucks, but people loving the source material and want to expand on that more than the actual story itself. So Hive Swap's just an extension of the source material. But we're gonna touch, we're gonna touch on that later. Point is, uh, Andrew Hussey, guy who ma- guy who's super big behind it, and what pumpkin? The current t- writing team of Homestuck is after a while, Andrew Hussey like stepped away from Homestuck, and then he's dropped from what pumping entirely like recently this year silently to work on his own dumb shit. Anyway, Homestuck is kind of in this weird precarious position at the moment where the fandom is not really happy. People don't like the Homestuck post-canon stories coming out. They're unhappy with like Hive Swap. And there's like a real there's like some pretty spicy accusations with some of the people behind Wap Pumpkin, like that are being hired. Like some people being rude and some people claiming all oh, these people are just being transphobic or racist or whatever. Which, to be fair, there were there were definitely a whole handful of people like who were actually gen- genuinely bigoted pieces of shit. But you can definitely tell there's like people who don't deserve that moniker being labeled just because they disagree. Yeah, it's like it's it's like sometimes you're right, but also sometimes fuck you. Anyway, uh, there is a the reason this got big is because uh, what pumpkin and Andrew Hussey did not watch the video of um 
of Sarah Z, and they sent her a legal threat saying <laughs> that they fucking wanted them to, to like change and re-upload the video because they got a because they found one of her sources to be not up to snuff or like oh these are this is a bad source you could have gone to us which first off no you can't because no matter because like people have tried reaching out to what bumpkin in the past and they never said shit so that was disingenuous they fucking so they basically like go to sarah z and they'll this whole back it's not even a legal battle it's just like this whole scuttlebutt where sarah is get like uh well one like uh uh, they there are two people working on the on the on the videos. Uh, Sarah's the one talking, and Emily, the video creator, and Emily is trans is like uh, I believe she I believe uh, they're trans. Yeah, and, and like from, and from like, what I like can understand from the video, then yeah, yeah, which is hilarious because apparently what pumpkin mis like uh like purposely misgenders and calls Emily sis. So yeah. I'm like, oof, oof, oof. It, 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 it should, I, I also just want to add real quick. So the yeah. the letter or mail that Sarah gets is very, like, it's a very thinly veiled legal, like, threat. threat. Like, they're threatening her with, with like, legal action. And uh, I, I find it very funny that the point is specifically that they're talking about, because, like, I... I watched the original video after finding this out. So I was like looking for this uh, this part. It is yeah. literally the only point in the entire video where Sarah C goes, I can't say any of this as a fact. Please do your own research. This is just what I heard. We cannot trust this 100%. Like, it is the only thing she distances herself from and says this is not confirmed. And that's the one where they go, no, you said this thing was, uh, which is wrong. And it's like, that is fucking insane. <laughs> it's like, it, it becomes less about what she said and more about what where she, what, like, where she got the information from. Which Even was, which um, I like I I'm forgetting off the top of my head because this was so fucking crazy. W- w- like, was I'm, it someone who worked on it or something? Supposedly, okay. So the way they like, okay, I want to stress this enough because Sarah herself didn't even get this clear of an answer until she had to go through like oh like a thousand pages of dialogue with Andrew Hussey himself, who Christ. came out of hiding. <laughs> yeah, but um, essentially. The reason they were, like, doing all these vague legal threats and trying to be really hush-hush about it is because supposedly, quote-unquote, there is a person who they hired a long time ago who was really unhappy with them, left the company, and started spreading lies about them, about how horrible they are. Which, even if there was true, you could have fucking opened with that, not have any legal threats to be like, Hey man, this source is a bit sussy. Would you mind talking with us for a little bit? You could have just avoided all of this shit, but you didn't. You had to try to fucking attack somebody legally. So it turns into this whole fucking thing, like behind the scenes, where thank God for Sarah V's like um producers or like a YouTube um yeah, her network collection. Her network, thank you. Her like network coming back to back her up on this because like that was fucking satisfying. Where, yeah, like, 
they <laughs> apparently knew something about like law and stuff like they had trained lawyers or something to look at this and go no you're good whereas you could definitely tell that the people who sent the email did not know anything about law or something so they were just like hoping that the idea of threatening her with legal action was going to be enough for her to drop the entire topic oh no it's like it's one of these things where like um Sarah Z makes a whole hour and a half video explaining what this whole legal threat is. And she even tells Andrew Hussey, like, straight up, and and to the lady who sent her the legal threat, like, I'm going to be making a video about this. Please tell me everything. And I doubt they even read that part, and they're going to send her another legal threat because of the way they've been fucking acting. But it's like this whole maddening spiral of them trying to protect their image by trying to silence her and it's like all because they have this spat against this one other fuckerino who may or may not be the guy they're trying to target in the first place it's it's fucking wild and like uh, yeah we're going no, no, like, I, mean, I want to say, like, this is this has nothing to do with, like, Sarah Z. This has nothing to do with the community. This has nothing to do with Homestuck. But it's the fact that the people behind it are so fucking protective of their ego. They're going to be, like, they're going to, like, go through every avenue except to talk to somebody directly about it to try to make themselves look good. And they keep just digging this hole harder in the process. It is fucking nuts. I so so, so I, I'm I'm just gonna come around and say it. I don't recall where the fuck I left off when I initially reviewed Homestuck. Uh, I do not think I managed to to finish. Is it chapter? What, what are we? Uh, Homestuck uh, one. Their 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 axe. Yeah, you 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 probably didn't get uh, you you stopped at the moment where Act One ended, where you, where John first entered the game. No, so. uh, no, I'm I'm talking about the the real review, not not, not oh, just the. Uh, I I remember I got to, it was it was a good time after. Nah, yeah, probably the 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 thing that stands out in my mind was that uh, we were we had definitely been introduced to the troll at that point. That that's beside the point. I did I did not yeah. reach the point where Homestuck quote unquote ended. Um, yeah. But I can, uh, but from what I can infer, that was when like Homestuck was at its peak. Like that was when it, this shit rocked the, the tits off of people. And um, then you have uh, what is it called? Homestuck Two. Um, yeah, home, like Homestuck Squared or Homestuck Post Cannon, Homestuck Two. Yeah, yeah, and that is apparently being headed by. Pumpkin, or whatever the fuck. What and, pumpkin, yeah. Yeah. And at this point, it has turned into something that, from what I can... Uh, again, I'm just, like, like talking with the little information that I have. But it has been turned into something that Homestuck never was and never was supposed to be. And from what I can understand, that includes a whole bunch of focus on gender and stuff like that as well as se- like a bunch of sexual shit complete with a character called Yiffy. <laughs> yeah, Yiffy. Oh, Yiffy. Oh, Which 
they made specific, uh, so, which is a breed between like a human and a fucking dog or some shit. Yeah, the, uh, like supposedly the way that works is like Jade Harley fuses with her dog in the middle of home stuff. It's fucking weird. But like, and, and they make like a point to mention yeah. how they have like a dark dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a like God. Post canon is this weird thing. Like, uh, like, um, lots. I'm gonna gonna explain to you something. Like, I think is like the best thing Homestuck's ever done, which is inventing the concept of paradox space, which allowed the fans of the series to make every any little thing they wanted of Homestuck, and it and it considering it to be canon. Like, you know how like multiple like parallel universes exist. And like that whole string theory bullshit, they kind of introduced that in the comic, and it's like basically the writer saying, "Hey guys, you want your OCs to fuck this guy, or you want your ships to happen? Go for it. It exists in the comic. You you do you." And I think like from like a community standpoint, that was genius, and it let creators do whatever the hell they wanted with the story. And I think that's the reason why it took off so damn hard. Because around the time, like, um, Homestuck blew up was when that concept was introduced. But, like, the thing the p- thing with, like, Homestuck 2, or Homestuck Squared, or post-canon, they, they want to have this thing where it's like, oh, we're the real story, but if you don't like it, it could totally just be another timeline bullshit. So you don't have to be mad about it, which mm. doesn't sit well when you're, like, the people who own the IP. No, there's like a there's like a difference of weight between like um, I think like the property of hate, which is like a fan like a, a like a comic that's completely done by um fans, or like something made by the people who own Homestuck. There's like th- there's like a different weight to it. It doesn't matter if the fan creation is better or like more enjoyable, or if it's like better received. It's not gonna have the same weight as like. Uh, what pumpkin made this or Andrew Hussey made this so even though it's post canon it's still canon so it's like this is the official story and this is where it's going not a lot of people are going to like it mm. and I think like the biggest problem with the post canon is n- like I, th- I feel like if they if they just didn't fuck with the original cast it wouldn't be as as poorly received as it is now. It's um uh like a red from a fucking from fucking um oh god what the hell is her channel? It's amazing. Uh, P- productions the uh, the uh, trope talk the the person who does the trope talk she mm-hmm. talks about this in sequels where if you have a story with like a decent happy ending or like put it on a nice bow where the fuck do you go from there? And you start, like, changing shit with everybody, and it's, like, fucking, you you start, like, messing with everything in the prior canon, you start undoing things, you change things, without warning for shocking value. It just makes everybody who fell in love with the series first get pretty pissed off at the end of it. Yeah. Like, I'm going to, like, I will not discount that there have been a lot of people who can look at the story and talk to... And there were, like, a lot of, like, tr- like actual horrible, like, troll people 
Like, there were probably people sending death threats, being bigots, calling people transphobic. I will say that shit is real. But, like, to claim everybody who has problems with the story and lumping them with those fuckers, it's kind of a bitch move in my, in my it, book. It, it's incredibly dishonest. And, in, and it is an attempt to invalidate points that might actually be serious just because you don't agree with them. Exactly. Like... Like, um, post-canon is this weird thing where it's, like, they took characters and they, like, moved it and, like, did and, like, made a whole bunch of things they just didn't like. Yeah. Again, like, th- this is from what I'm understanding. Like, I'm, I'm, like, barely caught up to the end of Homestuck, like, myself. And I've watched the Sarah Z's videos and I've, like, watched a couple other fandom videos to see their takes on it. There were people who were, like, really mad at, like, Sarah V because, like, they thought they thought like they didn't she did stress enough how there are a lot of trolls and like a, like a shitty people as like they should and she probably should have but i'm like eh whatever it's because like we're not focusing on like not all the problems are stemming from like you know horrible bigots and shit like yeah. there are genuine problems with this and like there are people who are genuinely unhappy for valid reasons like this isn't the story they wanted to read they're always gonna be like like speaking as a a video producer myself uh, e- even when you make like really 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 long videos there's always gonna be the person that's like you didn't touch this or you didn't touch that like i i got that with uh my uh my um Christine Weston Chandler video where mm-hmm. it was like you didn't cover this or you didn't cover that and I was like no but the video is two and a half hour long like yes. I have to stop somewhere and like the the, the, the video about Homestuck was, I, I don't even think it was only an hour and a half I think it's actually like legit two hours or something um, yeah the one and a half hour was like the legal battle video yeah and so it's like that is a two hour long video you cannot fault her for wanting to move along instead of just instead of just like spending a long a long time on a thing she has covered albeit maybe not like maybe not as much as she should but at at the same time it's like there's a lot of ground to cover and we need and the video is already fucking long so we might as well you know get to the finish line and literally, like, she got a legal threat because she said one thing. They didn't even watch the fucking video. Hussey sent her, like, a 5,000-word novella before actually watching the video, straining his bullshit. It is insane. Like, I- I'm, I'm going to give you, like, the big endorsement. Like, I'm going to ask Riser to please put this in the video description. Put both of Sarah Z's videos in there. Because it is fascinating to see, like... Because, like... She left, she left, like, the, like, overall, the Homestuck experience was, like, positive. Yeah. Like, she left that thing with, like, really hopeful and really excited to see what's happening. And then the whole legal thing is, like, man, I love this series, but now, fuck, I feel really shitty about it now. I, I, I mean, like, like uh, to, to, yeah. to be fair, she, she, she does yeah. leave it as a, dude, Homestuck was the fucking shit, but it has kind of been turned pretty like not great now like she she's being fair she's not saying that it's shit but it's just like it's not really what i liked about homestuck like that's where she ends it with so it is this whole thing about like praising homestuck but where we are now is not the greatest time but that is like the most that is the mildest criticism i have ever heard 
and like the criticism that you're that they're talking about, the reason you got legal threat was just because of some weird personal scuttlebutt that nobody knew about. Yeah. Which is also pretty fucking sussy because um there was a Kickstarter update that they withheld that Andrew Hussey just blatantly dropped in the middle of his novella while talking to this woman. Where it's like Oh yeah, we had this Kickstarter update ready to go. We just had to change a few words. You just had to reach out for us. While the legal threats explicitly states we had to pay a lot of money and damages to make a fucking change and announcement and blah blah yeah. blah. So like Andrew Ozzy himself basically not only exposed he fucking exposed his own fucking crew. Well technically no, they're not even his crew anymore because he left. The but crew. It's just <laughs> the crew. Because he was trying to, like, do his long, opinionated bullshit. And I'm like, holy shit, is this the real life? Or is this just fantasy? This is literally reading like it's a fucking conversation from Rose from Homestuck with how verbose it is. It is amazing. Like, she became part of Homestuck lore through this video. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it It's absolutely wild. And it's interesting that, like... It's it's always funny when a comic that that has been covered on 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 the current relief, like when stuff like this happens, it's like, oh, we we in the real shit now, boys. This isn't just web comics anymore. This is real fucking comic, boys. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they, they've had, they've been printed by Viz Media already, so like the, technically, I guess you could call it a real comic because it's been published. But like, fuck, it is crazy. I, I hate the t- like I legit hate the term real comics. It's just a it's just the best way to to sometimes describe it to people because like sometimes I, know, I, I feel hate, that I hate it too. Believe me, because like sometimes web comics are like more comic than the fucking like printed ones. It's fucking dumb. I I know, and like the people who make web comics, like you put in so much fucking effort on your time, and you get looked down upon by these fucking assholes in the publishing industry. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm going. I'm no, venting my own frustrations because I'm like I, I, feel, I feel that's definitely a topic yeah. for for a different video because yeah. like uh, but like uh, you 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 but like this is basically what I want to say it's like you have like people in these like really upstanding positions where like the, like imagine like your favorite like what small creator like making their shit making it awesome you have these people with all this money all this like all these connections the structured thing environment they're friends with publishers they can get their shit out there at the snap of a finger and they're acting like this dumb shit is happening yeah. you're you're wasting your time bullying some person on the internet who likes your shit anyway when you could just be making a good story and you're not making a good story no dark cock let's go dark cock let's go god it's uh, everything about like uh, like, uh, like you and I could probably spend a whole, like, a whole podcast just talking about, like, the ins and outs of Homestucks, what works or what doesn't work about the story. But, like, I'm more personally vested in, like, I guess, like, the phenomenon of what it was. Yeah. Because it's, it, it's, like, eternally fascinating to me. To I, have, I did, like, I did not concept. know how big it was until I watched this video. So I can absolutely understand where you're coming yeah. from with that. So, like... I always like I always knew two things about Homestuck. It was big and it and it was really fucking stupid. 
Like, the, like there was there's genuine reason to like not like the story because you and I can both agree it's pretty fucky. It's pretty yeah. bad. It's dumb. It's crazy. It's convoluted. I went through the majority of it all on my own volition, and like maybe it's just because I am fascinated to like bad media personally, but like I'm invested in going because I want to see where the end of this dumb rabbit hole lies. But like, but like I was not there. To like be there to be a part of the phenomenon. I'm like an archaeologist, like kind of like looking through like old Tumblr posts and like go talking to people who are part of this and we're like, wow, this is what it used to be. This used to be fucking huge. This used to be like everybody did it. I knew about the Homestuck cosplayers. Emily's told me stories about what she had to fucking put on gray paint. Uh but like it's fucking nuts. Like how like why people gravitated towards this yeah and like you go in there and you re- and like you start to see it click it's like nobody cares about the the story story because the story itself is just nuts it's like it's just there for andrew hussey to like um when it was being made i don't know if you know this lasso like there was it was mentioned in the video but like the beginning of homestuck especially was made collaboratively between like lasso and a bunch of not lasso between hussy yeah and a i, bunch I of people creating the, um... homestuck you you, 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 <laughs> you have now outed me as a co-writer of homestuck <laughs> <laughs> sorry there's too many fucking s's i'm i'm like slipping but, my tongue but 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 i could have helped with it because people could submit ideas and and story beats for the forums right Exactly. Yeah, that's the thing I wanted to get to. Especially like the thing with like Homestuck, like it, you can't even blame Hussey for the majority of it because mm. a lot of this shit was made by a big coll- like a big collaboration with a bunch of people. Like a lot of concepts that are being stretched that are being like filled in and like hive swap that are being explored by like troll like society and stuff. That's all fan stuff being like canonized. It's like Homestuck as itself is like a property where the story itself doesn't matter as much as like the experience of being there when it was being created. Like it is a, it's like, it's like one of the most community driven things I've ever seen. It's like, it's kind of like SCPs. If you, if you like know about that writing. Uh, Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. It's like that much in scope. I, I feel that, uh, and maybe this is a little much to say, but I feel that uh, the the Homestuck experience, and the reason why it got so popular was that was because it gave a medium that encouraged the community to be there, whereas like a lot of other uh, works, video games, movies, books, comics, they they are there. And a community gathers around it, whereas with Homestuck, it invited people in to take part of the experience and and it was and leave their mark, so to speak. Because uh, because when I'm like hearing all this, it really feels like Homestuck encouraged the community to be there and to interact with the medium, whereas other media, uh, whereas other stories or fiction or all that stuff will happen no matter what and it just gathers a community around it no no matter what is that fair yeah, to say that, no that's fair to say exactly um i wanted to like bring this up because um have you seen the plague of gripes video where he talks about tn he says like a really good line in it 
TN. Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, so Plague of Ripes, he like does art and he makes these opinion videos, and he made one about like TN from Dragon Ball Z, and like oh, he says, TN. Like, oh, I thought you just yeah. meant T. Uh, uh, like the letters TN. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. No, no, no. Like uh, Tian Shin Han. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, like, he says it's like really perfect line. I think, like, encapsulates this phenomenon perfectly. Where you can tell the difference between, like, a writer who loves something in their work. You can, like, feel that love jumping off of the page. Oh, yeah. And you can also, like, tell when, a, like, a writer feels absolute apathy towards what they're writing. Yeah. Like, Homestuck, as poorly as it is conceived and written, reading it, you can tell there is, like, love pouring out of it everywhere. Absolutely. Whether it be from Hussy or, like, from some fan who, like, excited about this idea coming to fruition. There's, like, so much emotion in the dumb, inane, overly verbose bullshit that is this webcomic. I mean, like, I mean, like, if they didn't yeah. care about it, they wouldn't animate so many pages for what is essentially, like, d- dumb shit, like John throwing a cake in his dad's face or something. It's like, that could be a panel, but no, you chose to animate it. That shows, exactly. like, care and interest. Like, you get you get that from, like, the original, original, uh, original story for Homestuck. Like, especially leading up to, like, the last chapter's and then you like go to like the post canon and you don't get that same experience it is immediately apparent like, yeah it's just a cash in now it's it, like not even like yeah there's like it's like a cash in it's a soapbox it's like an agenda pusher it's like a buzzword 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 but it's like fucking you don't get the same feeling from reading these two stories mm. and like it's it's like going back through a bunch of people's weird RP and then finding out somebody made a fan fiction on the said RP. And like there's it's two completely different feelings that are so nonsensical. But like you start to understand like why this shit got popular in the first place when it probably didn't have any right to be by the laws of good writing. Mm. We, but it's like yeah. We we I I, I... We, we we talked about this before the, the the podcast began about this whole thing about like how a community gathers around something that is poorly written, um, mm-hmm. and I actually wanted to get into that discussion because like you had a good theory about it and I kind of wanted to lead into it uh, because um, it, it it's still something to do with with Homestuck and I feel we can have a, like a discussion about that as well as the the Wild thing, yeah. Yeah, the the franchise that I'm going to bring up, which is World of Warcraft, uh, because like uh, the recent stuff has happened with that. That uh, uh, so, if you're ready to 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 jump into that conversation, then oh, yeah. I feel that this is a good springboard for that. So okay, so uh, real quick, uh, it's not we, we we talked about how we we're not necessarily going to cover that much, uh, that much news on this podcast, uh, but it's still a, a a, a news thing that will lead us into this this conversation. Uh, the uh, famous, unfortunately, uh, streamer Asmongold has uh, abandoned uh, World of Warcraft to go and stream Final Fantasy fourteen, and uh, he actually kind of enjoys it, even though that he's been dunking on it. And there was a whole b- bunch of gatekeeping and stuff that I'm not too fond of. Let the man enjoy his fucking video game. Who cares? Um, 
but uh, he he abandoned he abandoned World of Warcraft, and he's been like he's been critical about the game, but he's basically been like the ambassador for that like entire fucking franchise since forever, and uh, even fucking one of the. Uh, creative directors of the company started fucking throwing shit at Asman's uh, in Asman's direction after he abandoned shit um, which is not good <laughs> um, <laughs> and and so uh, recently actually as I saw it today I don't know when it was published but uh, a new patch came out for World of Warcraft where it like they end the la- latest expansion Shadowlands and uh, everyone hates it it is uh, it is vastly more disliked than liked, uh, and it is so bad that like I started reading comments and I could not find a single person who liked this, and, and it's gone so bad that the video has been unlisted. And this is on uh, World of Warcraft's official 1.9 million subscriber uh, YouTube channel. Uh, mm-hmm. So this really gives like an idea of how even the most rampant <laughs> World of Warcraft fans are now abandoning this because they're getting sick and tired of the terrible writing that Warcraft has, and so you uh, and so you have Homestuck as your I'm I'm almost going to say measurements measuring stick mm-hmm. for like how people gravitate towards something with bad writing, but the community ultimately loves, and I have uh, Warcraft or Blizzard in general uh, as mm-hmm. my measuring stick. So you had a theory about like why people gravitate towards these poorly written media. Uh, I think, yeah. Go on. So the, the 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 way it goes is like people want a story. Like people take a story, or they take a world more specifically, and they become enamored in the possibilities and the potential of what it has. Mm. Um, I'm gonna talk about like World of Warcraft because like I've never played it, but even I could understand the appeal. Like, yeah. I'm not sure if the writing was ever good or if people were had like roads into glasses. Maybe it was always bad, but you can you cannot deny that World of Warcraft was insanely popular. Absolutely. And, the thing, and like the thing that I believe what got it to like the point where it was to that big heyday was because. I don't think anyone ever fucking read the quest details. I don't think everyone ever read the story. I think people made a character and it was their character. Mm. It was like they, they were in the world, but it was them in the world. They allowed themselves to go in and make the character and craft their own stories, make their guilds, make like, maybe they, maybe they made art. Maybe they made, um, maybe they made friends. They played for life. There's like this experience that Warcraft gave them that they could take away and make something with it. Mm. And like Homestuck had its own situation where like that, where when I, like I was talking about, it introduced the concept of paradox space. Yeah. There were already people were like making their own troll OCs. They were making their own human kid OCs. They were making like, oh, my character is like this certain class spec. They were like, 
what what uh, like even during the creation of Homestuck, where you had people getting suggested Andrew Hussey for like the names of kids and the ideas and concepts that are going to be shown in it, like there people got something out of Homestuck that they could take and make with it and run with it. And the moment Paradox Fakes came out, like people that shit just exploded. Everybody suddenly had like an avenue to create their own stories within this world. I think when you have like stories where if you look at it critically, the st- the main official story pushed in the canon itself is awful or bad or like anything terrible. But the uh, the reason that people keep coming to it is because they don't give a shit about the story at all. Mm. They give about they love the framework that it's held within, mm. like the source material of it all. Mm. Um, there's actually this person on like uh, Twitter that made like. That, like encapsulated my point perfectly and like I'm just gonna pull it up real quick but it's basically talking about the difference of between like canon and source material and I think that's kind of the idea where if the canon still fucking sucks you can totally still be in love with like the source material that it has cause then you can make your own story the story can be as good as you fucking want because hey all these changes to the story is like, oh, you don't like this fucking element? Yeet, it's gone. It never existed. And yeah. now I just put in something that makes it work and it works. And then you love it. And then everybody's doing this. And like some people have a, have a more popular interpretation. Other people don't. It's it's avenues like this where it's like MMOs or like web comics that have this unprecedented level of appeal that you just can't get from like even video games and shit. Or like um like standalone video games or yeah. like uh, written novels or published books, it's this interactivity that you get that you can only get from like this culture online, where people take the story, come together and make changes, but they're making changes together in their own fucking way. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I think uh, I think if you have a good enough story, like a not story, like good enough appeal. You can get away with a bad story and being wildly successful with it. And that's well, basically what I was talking about. Yeah, I mean, if if Homestuck and World of Warcraft are anything to go by, that's definitely true. Um, there was a YouTuber called, I think his name is Jesse Cox. He made, so he mm-hmm. he, he used to, uh, again, be like a huge ambassador for, for, for World of Warcraft and has now uh, gone towards uh, Final Fantasy fourteen in the same way that I have because uh, people who know me uh, know that I used to be big into World of Warcraft. I, I, I played a fuck ton of that in, in, in my youth and, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm now playing Final Fantasy fourteen and I'm loving that. And um, I, I keep comparing it to like going from an abusive relationship to finding a lover that actually loves you now. Um, mm. And uh, the the whole thing that you say about like how it's definitely the community, I think, is absolutely like dead on the money. Because Jesse Cox in in the video that he made, he 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 described how uh, World of Warcraft is an MMO RPG, and then you have Final Fantasy that is an RPG MMO. The big difference is that uh, World of Warcraft put in a lot of effort to make it so that everyone had stuff to do that was focused around many people coming together to do something. And then the whole RPG thing was very much the like 
an afterthought basically mm-hmm. and that is why like if you go back no one can fucking tell you what the plot for Van- world of warcraft vanilla was but the problem mm-hmm. it has then become that since then they have started making pu- pushing the plot more and more f- in the forefront and 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 it's it's it, like before like when when you would have expansions in World of Warcraft, you would typically have like a whole new area, new classes, new abilities, new races, and then also a, a continuation of the story or whatever. And the, and it would always be like big big changes in the in the gameplay and all these things that it added. So it, true to to what Jesse Cox said. For that, for World of Warcraft, it was a lot more about the gameplay and encouraging people to do stuff together. And the gameplay uh, and what they added through the expansions complemented that. But the problem then became that if you look at the latest expansions, they're adding basically nothing to the whole gameplay thing. And I now instead pushing the story, which everyone with half a brain knows is goddamn trash. Um, and that brings me into what we, you what you were saying before, where you can have people who ultimately care about the playground that has been put up for them, and they make like their own games and and stories on this playground, and then the game and then the playground can be as 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 you want. And I know that because I used to play on a role playing server when I played World of Warcraft, and I would participate in, in role-playing with, with all these uh, other people and there was and i think like that was where like the majority of my dislike for world of warcraft came because i didn't fucking care about the story at all but, oh, that, that's a poor phrase i did care about it i did not like it uh, yeah. so uh, so when it came to like when you for example like i played a draenei and so when you had to role play a draenei for example the story was so bad that when people were asking you how old uh, how old is your character you could like if you gave an answer you would have everyone disagree with no you can't be that old because such and such and this and that and, th- and but it was never fucking clear but people were still like gather, like gathering around, and people were still gravitating towards uh, jumping on. Like I, I was not fucking playing the fucking game. I could not care less about raiding and stuff. I came on to role play with my friends and talking with that community, just like how people came to Homestuck to be a part of that community and make up these own stories and 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 sharing ideas and concepts and and making this narrative uh, because there was so little in the base game that who gives a fuck? I'm gonna I'm just gonna make my own. Um, but I somehow feel that with Homestuck, it was a, I, I and I'm I'm talking completely out of my ass here. I'm just like assuming stuff. I feel with Homestuck, you had a lot more of a an empty canvas, whereas where you could put whatever the fuck you wanted, and then uh, in World of Warcraft, you thought you had a blank canvas, but then there would be some fucking asshole who would be like. <laughs> Actually, if you read the third book and read a comment in the World of Warcraft Alliance cookbook, you will find 
that leather was first introduced to the humans in 618. <laughs> and so you could not have worn that leather tunic that you're now wearing because this takes place. Who gives a fuck? <gasps> you motherfucker. Like, that's the thing. See, you said it with such impunity. I actually believed you. Like, that could be a real fucking thing. That could be a real. Like, yeah. And so it, the chat is bringing it up. Cloudy, I'm going to take you on a fucking adventure because this oh, was. Let's go. Because this was fucking fuck wild to me. Are you familiar with the topic of nano, uh, with the concept of nano machines? Yes, I've uh, yes I, I've seen clip, I've seen the clip nano machines son. Yeah, I okay. know what it is. So so yeah, <laughs> nano machines are basically a fucking computer the size of a fucking blood cell. It it yes. is like the mo- it is science fiction to the nth degree. It is it is what science can do in maybe 10 years. I actually think they're experimenting with it now, so maybe I should shut my ass up. Yeah. But it is like the pinnacle of modern medicine. And mm-hmm. so in World of Warcraft, they had gnomes be able to get a mount, which was like a, a fucking mechanic ostrich. And it's a very steampunk ostrich. There's fucking smoke coming out of its ass. It has an exhaust pipe. It's bibbing and bobbing in the typical World of Warcraft fashion that you have probably seen before. Mm-hmm. And the whole and and they started out explaining how you could get this uh, uh, like the gnomes would summon this ostrich by using nano machines within their blood to control it. Now, I had. A big issue with this because I so I can understand like you can explain everything with fucking magic. You go right the fuck ahead if it makes sense to use magic like that. You go right the fuck ahead. But you're going to tell me that the same people who make an ostrich that looks like it's fucking falling apart at the seams and has a fucking exhaust pipe and is probably running on coal, these people. Made fucking nano machines, son, and <laughs> and so I, rightfully so, I would imagine, would be like, man, that's fucking retarded. And I was in the guild at that point. My entire fucking guild were on my fucking ass. <laughs> they, they were like, how fucking dare you, good sir? How? Dare you? Nano machines makes perfect sense. I mean, what? You, there's trolls too. Is that unrealistic? It's like motherfucker. It's a it's a fantasy. Get, if you explain this fucking thing with fantasy, you can you can f- go right the fuck ahead with that. But you want to fucking add nano machines? It's like <laughs> fucking. And it was and it was so disliked that they actually ended up removing it. But that's how like how nonsensical the the World of Warcraft community like no one was on the same page about what made sense and what didn't. No <laughs> one. And so when you would bring up what I would personally think, uh, that's a pretty good point. People would flip their fucking asses because they were so fucking invested in this. It was like if you were talking trash about the uh, about the game that they had made their OC in, you were fucking dead to them. And I ended up earning a lot of ire and scorn from World, uh, from when I was playing World of Warcraft because uh, I was making a fucking webcomic in mm. taking place in the World of Warcraft. 
in the in the world of World of Warcraft. <laughs> and <laughs> and so and 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 for me, I'm, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna come out and say it. I'm a better writer than the uh, people who make Warcraft. Um, yeah. low bar but you know it, it is what it is and so i would uh, and so i would raise questions and and like uh, like f- focus on things that were not necessarily uh, tackled at all in the world of warcraft and so i would just constantly run into these issues where like I, I would have to look at, at at certain parts and try and explain it, and I never fucking could. And so obviously that I fi- I take that as that leaves like r- room for creative freedom. Uh, and so I can put this thing in, and then people were just fucking flipping the fuck out. Like again, as, as the chat says, I had people making counter comic strips just to shit on me. It was wow. it, like people were so fucking angry. So yeah, that was Bro, my experience had, about being part of this shit. You had like super haters, man. That's impressive. Bro, so there's a reason why I have never said what my, uh, like what uh like what the name of my character on World of Warcraft is and also what my character is called uh, and what server I'm playing on in Final Fantasy 14 because these people are fucking crazy. These people <laughs> are out for fucking blood. When they found out that I had a fucking webcomic review show and I had made uh, uh, the webcomic that was uh, that was donking or not, it wasn't even don- like it was a comic in fucking the world of Warcraft. If anything, it's a fucking salute to the game, which is mm-hmm. we- is weird when you know me now. Yeah, and, and and they would still fucking flip their fucking shit at me. They would comment on my video. Uh, you can go back and watch my season one videos. You can still f- probably find some people in there just ripping and tearing into me because oh my god, you talk all this shit, but what about your piece of shit comic that was taking place in the fucking War- War- Warcraft? Blah, 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 blah. Oh my god, it was fucking nuts, bro. Your puppet. <laughs> That's insane! You know, that's it's like amazing because it like goes back around to this whole. It's that double-edged sword of like having a successful like breeding ground for this shit, where like you 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 enable these people, but at the same time you also enable all the fucking crazy people who will do this shit. Um, I'll let you finish your thought because I can have a way to like spin this to like something else I wanted to talk about. Sure, but um, like, I, I so I I have uh, long since abandoned uh, World of Warcraft, as uh, a lot of people are hopefully aware. Um, but I, I I did enjoy some of the time that I had on there. Uh, I met some amazing people, even though I also met some, a lot of uh, really crazy people there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like I still fondly remember like like being in class and just brainstorming ideas for oh my character could go through this arc and stuff like that and uh-huh. i feel that that you, you brought it up very well earlier where 
like people just had a chance to make their own character and i think it works so well for world of warcraft because the world had already been set up through like warcraft one two and three so Uh the fact that you could like meet uh fucking thrall or whatever the fuck and you could and you could get a quest from thrall where the fuck okay there's a fucking uh, I don't recall which one it was. I think it was Mr. Pandaria, where they introduced like the, the super, super weapons or whatever the fuck, relic weapons for the different characters. And uh, the shaman, w- one of their weapons, like they, they would all have. Okay, it was Legion. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and you would get like three different weapons depending on what talent tree you picked. And so. Um, so in legion uh, the shaman could get the doom hammer the doom hammer which is apparently like a big fucking thing (laughs) and uh, one of the um the the quest for getting the doom hammer is literally that thrall the the it is basically uh, orc jesus Orc Jesus. Orc Jesus has the the doom hammer, the big fucking like the big important relic weapon. And so, uh, f- to put it into perspective, I played as a monk. One of my uh, one of my quests for getting one of my weapons was, hey, there's a jinn that is basically trying to create a magical nuclear weapon. You have to go and stop this dude. And so you go and you stop that dude and it turns out that the weapon is a fist weapon and that's how you get it. Like, that's pretty cool, right? The shaman to get the doom hammer is you go and talk to Thrall and Thrall says, all right, uh, this is a little awkward, but I may or may not have misplaced my doom hammer. I can't find it. Can you please go find it? (laughs) That That is how you fucking get the doom hammer. Uh, but yeah, that, that was a very quick aside. So, uh, but yeah, the game really encouraged you to like it put you in places you had seen in the game before. Um, okay, I'm, I, I can tell I'm going to get a correction now. But so I'm really going to get this out real quick, and then I'll I'll take that correction. Uh, but. Uh-huh. Like it, it would put you in places that you had seen before. You would go to 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 a place called Stratholm, which is where uh, uh, the the character Arthas he would like oh he would find out that oh he couldn't beat the undead army, so he had to to go and find a different power to 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 make him stronger. And you will go to Stratholm, and you will see how everything is fucking like it is fucked up there and it was really cool that it then took you and you put you in a place that you were familiar with and you could then uh, in your own head kind of make this law where you would fit in into this big mythos that the, the warcraft games had put and that is what really worked for warcraft but it stopped there ever since that the the every expansion has just been one big middle finger to the role-playing community, which were the people who celebrated this the most. Mm -hmm. These were the people who would go out and say, I am the... I am the uh, the the descendant of this law important character, or whatever, which was frowned upon. But you know, like people would, yeah. like those were the people who were really like into this, and um, and 
every expansion was just like a bigger, bigger middle finger. There was less places for you to just idle around and sit and have a fucking picnic or whatever the fuck. And now you look at fucking uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, and it was, it is night and fucking day, my guy. It is like in in, in everything is is just like catered to you hey do you want more emotes so you can better roleplay your character hey we put in new sitting emotes hey we put in new uh, like easy to do uh, much easier to do glamour than ever before we make it so that you can pop up the visor on on your helmet like uh, like oh. to, to, to like stuff that adds nothing to the gameplay but it is people who are like you you celebrate this community you celebrate like uh, what we have created here and you want to take active part in it we're gonna give you every fucking tool under the fucking sun to do so it is so in depth that if you are say a scholar and you mm-hmm. in the story go and visit the person that is in charge of scholars that you train under, you will have unique dialogue in which that trainer goes, Oh hey Jimmy, how's the scholaring going after I taught you it? That is how <laughs> insanely in-depth this goes. And it just sucks. Like again, like I said, coming from World of Warcraft, it just feels like you're coming from an like an abusive relationship. Oh All god, right. it's no, you it's perfectly it. It's just you you just want to be acknowledged. You just want yeah. these little things. Like you're not gonna remember the big dumb MMO story where you fight the big bad and stop the super weapon, but you're gonna remember that like one time someone makes a really dumb awkward joke. It's like, hey, welcome to this magical land of fish and pie. That's my favorite line from Maple Story, and they got rid of it. <laughs> but it's oh. fucking it's just you 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 will always remember the little things of the times that the creators like gave you that opportunity yeah. to just have fun. Yeah, and it's crazy. Also, uh, and, real quick, just gonna yeah. do that real uh, correction. He he doesn't drop it as much as he drops it into the face of a huge demon to make it fall into the big fucking hole, and then he goes, <laughs> uh, "Hey, uh, do you want it? Uh, go get it." <laughs> that's kind of funny but, but but it's still like this weird f- nonchalant abandonment of like his super <laughs> important relic weapons just uh, it's down there oh I can't uh, I, I have to get these are new sandals I need to stretch uh, <laughs> okay can, can I real quick bring up one of my favorite dumb quest lines in, in that game Oh, please do. I'm having okay. the time of my life listening to this shit. Okay, so there is, so there is this... Uh, are you familiar with the term a daily quest? Yes, I am. Okay, so there, just for everyone out there, daily quests are basically you have to do a certain amount of things and like there's an upper limit of how much you can do every day and it uh, the game basically encourages you to do this as many times as you possibly can to get some kind... and you get better and better rewards for how more you do it. So there's this mm-hmm. quest line in which... There is a big fucking tower in the middle of of like an area, like a big snowy area. There's this big fucking tower, and on top of this, you basically got all the important people in the game. Like mm-hmm. everyone's just standing up there chilling, and you and you get a a, a cunt that I don't like called Chromie, 
who will, uh, who is a little gnome who is basically like a, a fucking time wizard. Like she takes care of everything that comes and goes in the time. And so mm-hmm. she's like, bro, shit's about to get real, very real in that tower. And so you look up at the tower and the tower explodes and everyone up there dies. And we're talking like, again, like big important people, Frolls up there. You know, Orc Jesus. He's up there. He's Jesus. And so you have to basically uh, travel back in time to find out who blew up this tower and 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 stop them and so there's a whole bunch of stuff where you like go into different areas and you do quests to try and figure out hey are you the motherfucker that blew up the tower and it is the most like in de- like this the way that world of warcraft quests work is that they are specifically made to make you spend as much time in this fucking game as humanly possible so mm-hmm. reaching like the conclusion of this storyline it's gonna take you a month, maybe more. Damn. And 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 that is with every day you go and you try and figure out who who did the, who did the bad thing, and it, it is it is so fucking dumb because Chromie can fucking manipulate time, right? She mm-hmm. can just like for all intents and purposes, you she can. T- Oh, I, I forgot to mention. You only have a set, a set time frame because the, uh, because Chromie only takes you back like 15 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, why don't you uh, take me back for more than 15 minutes? Oh, I can't do that. Okay, fair enough. Why don't we uh, go back 15 minutes and I go up to the top of this tower that is... Out in the open, I can fly there. I have a flying mount. I can just <laughs> go up there and I can talk to, to, to Orc Jesus and his buddies and go, listen here, this place is about to blow up. Y'all need to fucking leave and then you can come back. Like, j- just step out. Uh, uh, because, you, again, you know when this is going to happen. It's going to happen in 15 minutes. I can literally just go to these people and go, can you maybe stand over here the next 15 minutes? And then you can do whatever the fuck you want afterwards. It Like, it is so fucking dumb. I, I and, and I was, like, every time I was doing this quest, I was just, like, in my, I had my hand in my, like, in my head, in my hands, I was going, oh, no. Why am I doing the- it, it is so easily solved. I can just tell them. <laughs> and and it's not it's not, you know, like in 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 certain like time travel fiction where it's like you're not allowed to to fuck with with the timeline. There is some of that in in the Warcraft mythos, but I'm already fucking with the timeline by trying to find <laughs> and kill the person who's going to do this shit. Why can I not just tell them, "Hey, there's pizzas down there, or something like. <laughs> there's pizzas down there. Yeah. Hey, hey man, hey man. Like, do you not like to die? Uh, don't be here for at least fifteen minutes, and then yeah. you're good. It, it it is so fucking dumb. It is so. Uh, sorry, that was just a quick aside. You had something you wanted to talk about. No, that's like beautiful because um. Uh, this kind of just circle back into like the one the reason why I'm like this is like the part two of my theory so far, mm. where that like you ha- you have like the build up 
But then, like, the re- like you notice how all these things are so big, but you realize they're not as big anymore now. No. And they all have this one thing in common. It's because they spurned the people who built to build it up to begin Absolutely. with. Absolutely. Oh. So, Ooh, I actually have, I have, like, a couple examples. Not only just with, like, Homestuck and, um, and World of Warcraft. Here's one that I'm bringing back. Uh, Harry fucking Potter. <laughs> I want you to look me dead in the eye and tell me that shit wasn't the most annoyingly popular property for like the majority of the early 2000s. That shit was fucking everywhere. Everyone was fighting over whose fucking house they were in, what characters they were, what spells they wanted to create. They, everyone wanted to be a fucking wizard OC. Absolutely. And, and then like, you know what? It wasn't even the first time when like, uh, like, like the that like when um, what's her fucking face? Uh, J K. Every fucking person has like dots with their name. I don't know why. J K. Hey, Rowling. Yeah, J K. Rowling. Fucking starts like opening her fucking mouth about like oh like retroactively changing the story. People oh. weren't mad about like you know the Dumbledore being gay retroactively. All those weird retcons that she made on Twitter. But the moment she started coming out about being like a turf. And like being like uh, saying, oh no, we can't have any trans people. We and she starts going back on going on her going back, like immediately, like the flip of a switch. Like everyone started acting like it was the worst story from the beginning. They yeah. picked that story apart to fucking shreds, and it's like the perfect example of like. You give people a good enough community, they will forgive any fucking flaw you have and make essays and give reason to why the shit you posted was actually good. Yeah. But the moment, the fucking instant you start shitting on them, because I can guarantee you the majority of our audience were like LGBTQ. They oh. it, it, was, it gave this like certain freedom that allowed them. And the moment she denied them of it, everything went to shit. Everything fucking died. She got picked apart by fucking everybody. Every last, like, minuscule mistake she had was put under a microscope, and she was torn to fucking shred like vultures. And I'm like, it's like the most destructive example where, like, you have the highs of highs, and then you fucking die at the end of it. And I'm like, like the way you described it with, and I'm sorry to interrupt, like I'll let you go after this. It's the way you described it with like World of Warcraft, where like the moment this, they started like focusing on the story and they, like, I always go back to this interview where I saw where Blizzard that like people wanted, like they wanted like world, like the original World of Warcraft and they, and like the writers with their pompous ass, like, oh, you don't know what you want. You think you want it, but you don't. And they like start pushing their own fucking shit. That's when the all things starts coming to end. It's that whole, like that whole idea where you think you're better than the people who built you up, where you think you're hot shit because everybody loves you. It can take the smallest thing to make something that was probably good or that had good influence, where people will latch onto the best parts of your story, to everyone throwing that all the way and like pit and like picking it apart. Mm. And that's basically what it, like the the start of it. It's just. You can, if you, you can create a really successful, like, piece by giving people the tools to, like, engage with it and make stories of their own. Yeah. But the moment you take it away and the moment you decide that, like, that, 
all that thing they fell in love with and they were they you invalidate the reason they came to be a part of it in the first place you pull the rug under them you will pay like the heaviest price and you see it time and time and time again it's crazy yeah but but yeah, I, uh, go on. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, it's fine. I, I, I remember uh, when, like, I, I, I was, um, when I first heard all that stuff about, like, hey, Dumbledore was actually gay, I was like, okay. Like, yeah. Y- you do. Like, it, it's one of those things where, yeah, that, that makes, that that's fine. I mean, it doesn't yeah. contradict anything or anything. I think, like, the moment I was starting to have, like, issues, uh, I'm saying issues, but at this point, I didn't fucking care. <laughs> Uh, yeah. What was uh, when um, one when she started doing the whole thing of oh you know the wizards and shit uh, they um, they couldn't always make it to the bathroom so they would just shit right there on the floor. <laughs> and I, I, that one. I, I, I remember uh, Pat from Castle Super Be- <laughs> Super Beast just started coining the term. Not now, J.K. <laughs> <laughs> like, not, not now don't, don't, just, just just leave the room uh, but I think like the, the point where I was starting to because I'm, I'm all, all for inclusivity and you should absolutely like in, mm-hmm. include people into uh, any community that they that they want to be in as long as you know it fits um, mm-hmm. like d- maybe don't in- include the pedophiles in Club Penguin I'm just saying but oh yeah definitely uh, <laughs> but um there was the whole part about where JK was, was like saying, I never said that Hermione Granger was white. Awesome. And people just came out and fucking droves and were like, like pointing to the pa- all the pages where it was like, oh yeah, she's a, she's a blonde ginger woman. Like, like a white ginger woman. Like, this is like pointed that out and it's like i i totally understand what what she was trying to do she was trying to do hey everyone can be great no matter what the skin color and everything but yeah but the 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 problem then became that she was trying to force it and it's one of those things where i can definitely understand because that's one of the things that i had to deal with with like covering sonichu again is that i used to to dunk on christine for the whole trans thing, because I was of the opinion that they would uh, that she was only doing it to attract, like to to get on in with with um, uh, with, women. With, with women, yeah, exactly. And so uh, and so, I obviously uh, not obviously I chose to make fun of, of her for that. And now that I have gotten some more knowledge about the whole thing and research and. I, I think you and I also had to talk about it. It's one of those things yeah, where like, it's the most obvious thing in the world that she came out as trans. And so yeah. uh, uh, it's one of those things where you can absolutely um, have a stance and then change that stance as you you grow older and you grow wiser. But the problem yeah. here is that JK then started being like, I, ne- I always had this stance. And it's like, no, you didn't. No, I did. Again, like the chat also says, JK also handpicked the uh, the actors for the for the movies. So it's like, oh yeah, you, you, you didn't always have to stay. It's good that you have it now, but you didn't always. So let's not pretend otherwise. And uh, okay, like, go on. No, I was just saying, like, I, I just love it too because it's because people would defend her up until the whole trans comment. Yeah. Because that was like the death knell to everything. That because was like when she got fucked. <laughs> yeah, it was like 
Oh, that's the hill you're gonna die on? Okay. Watch as everyone fucking like tears you apart. Oh. It was it was like it was like watching a live crucifixion through words. It was insane. Because like cause I I wanna put it into perspective. I I never really cared like I never read Harry Potter or never really watched any of the movies until like a couple years ago. My mom did, I never did. Mm. But it's like I, I, I was watching this, like, play out from, like, the sidelines. Because, like, fandom, just fandom culture just interests me in general. Because, like, because I like to see people group together and see what they do. Yeah. But, like, it's, it's, like, surreal to watch people who would vehemently defend every stupidly, obviously bad action this one person's doing. And then see the one thing click where they all just turn around and be like... Get that bitch! Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. And, and and I think that's why, like, recently, I have had, like, a non-stop smug face. Because, yeah. like, I don't recall when it started, but you can, like, go way back and watch my videos and find a point already in season one, I'm sure, where I'm mm-hmm. saying how much Blizzard's writing sucks. And I have been beating that fucking drum ever since i have been mm-hmm. beating it non-stop and like i and like i mentioned before I earned scorn and vitriol through it i have never been quiet about my dislike for 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 blizzard's writing and mm-hmm. so now where people are finally coming uh, <laughs> uh, like are losing these roast in the glasses because like you said the the community has been scorned by its creator uh, and people are actually going wait hold hold the phone a little bit this is trash this is god awful trash and and i'm just sat there going welcome to the people who have critical thinking over here <laughs> it, and and I, I've always, always, always said it is 100% fine if you like something, e- e- even despite its flaws. In fact, I always think that's committed, like that, that shows how much you love it. Because, like, for me, I'm never gonna fucking come out and say that fucking uh, Metal Gear is flawless. It is fucking terrible in places. Mm-hmm. But, but the good parts just outweigh those for me. And I'm not going to uh, pretend that the bad things aren't there, but that was the thing that I felt like that I was on the receiving end for with, with, with Warcraft was that people were like, no, no, it's not an issue. It's a feature. And it's like, fuck off. <laughs> so uh-huh. I am just really, really happy and smug that, uh, that I chose the better MMO Final Fantasy 14. After some convincing, because I wasn't too fond of that idea in the first place, because, you know, me and oh, Final yeah. Fantasy. But uh, I chose that, and and more and more people are coming over to that because they are now being scorned by the company and the franchise that they have been singing so high, high praises for. And obviously, I'm not happy that the thing that they like turned out to be terrible. I'm, ne- I'm like, I'm, ne- I'm never gonna wish bad upon anyone just, just for them liking something that I don't like. But I am being smug because, again, for all that time I've spent playing World of Warcraft, I was being dunked on for pointing these things out. And so now I am being vindicated. I am, I am, 
Like I'm, I read a tweet the other week <laughs> where it was like, oh, the the, the writers of of uh, World of Warcraft came out and straight up said we didn't know where we were going to end this expansion and i'm just sat there like rubbing my nipples going oh oh yes oh no you didn't because you are you're fucking trash and i've been saying it since the get-go oh like it felt so good <laughs> oh my god okay j- just to add on to this whole shit like as you're talking about final fantasy now people are coming around like how they're scorn i literally just got a discord message from like a friend who i know never plays mmos and she just told me she just joined final fantasy and she made a lala fell i mean uh, did you know that you can actually play uh, final fantasy 14 for free and play all the way up to the award-winning expansion heaven sword <laughs> I know! People have been telling me this for years! <laughs> Listen, like, the only reason I haven't jumped on myself is because I had a horrible spending addiction with Maple Story when I was in middle school. I'm trying not to enter that again. It's like it's like coming off of a coke habit, man. Like, the one, like you see, like... You, like you, you know how I had to leave Discord for two days just to get my animation done. If I go back, y'all never gonna see me again. I'm not gonna have any friends because I'm gonna be stuck there. I I, I figured it's it, it's just become a meme at this point that people who are very into Final Fantasy will throw that like that line about hey did you know that you can play for free up to level 60 and play the award-winning expansion pack Heaven's like, it, it is so much a fucking meme at this point. I love it. I love it so much, especially when they throw in award winning. It's yeah. like, yes, I know it's fucking good. Get off my back. Yeah, I want to oh. pay my month. I want to pay rent. Wait, real quick. Uh, I think, like, I, I, I didn't mean for this to turn into the Duncan World of Warcraft topic because we were actually talking about Homestar. But I just want to p- like point out a, a, a difference in in writing um quality and and uh, no not even quality but care Uh in in uh so we i i I just mentioned the whole thing about how they made an expansion for uh, for world of warcraft and didn't know how to end it like Uh that is how little foresight they had and then you compare that to final fantasy 14 where um there is a quote, I'm not going to spoil it, but someone says something as a very offhand remark at, at, in vanilla of Final Fantasy fourteen, like pretty much at the very beginning of, of, of vanilla. Mm-hmm. And, and then uh, Heavensward came out and then Stormblood came out. And then Shadowbringers came out. So, like, mm. after two expansions, I'm probably, I feel like I'm forgetting one. Uh, but after, like, several expansions later, so, uh, something is brought up. And this is, like, a huge thing. This is, like, earth shattering. This is, like, we're changing the entire field that you have been playing on up to this point. Mm-hmm. It's basically, like, the side you fought you on, you were not actually on. That kind of shit. And it brings up, a, 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 and and it's a thing where if you actually stopped and thought about what that person said in the midst of this like long dialogue, if you actually stopped up and actually thought, wait, what did this motherfucker just say to me? 
it would <laughs> blow this thing wide open. So they have been planning this thing that was first going to get revealed in several expansions later. That is how much planning and thought and care that has been put into this. And it's, and that's what I mean when I say that, like, these people fucking, like, they care about the community to the point where they're gonna do this much work for you. Whereas mm-hmm. in World of Warcraft, they fucking remove sh- I don't, I think in the late, in the two latest expansions, they didn't even give you, like, new abilities when you leveled up. Like, that's how little they care. And then you point to fucking Final Fantasy, where their music composer was conf- was getting chemo for cancer and still made the soundtrack for the game and made probably the biggest banger in the entire fucking, like, series. Damn. While getting chemo! Like, and, and, <laughs> and then you see the fucking, like... The fan fest that that Final Fantasy fourteen had, where you know, like it's basically a big con, and mm-hmm. the the director of the game Yoshi P, he comes out and like they because apparently the the music composer who had cancer, he kept this a secret to everyone. No one knew it, not even like before this this event. No one knew that he was going to have this announcement. It was only him and a few others and one of them was the director and so he comes out and says that hey i actually had cancer and it's uh, it's fortunately now in remission and the fu- and the director then says how hard it has been to to work on this while keeping it a secret that 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 the composer had cancer because these two are friends and the dude just breaks down and fucking cries like on the scene and it just like and he and like sobbing through his tears, he just like goes, "I'm so happy my friend is back." And so like just just talking about it now, like I'm getting goosebumps because it it was just like it was just very heartfelt. Like these were people who get they they worked so hard for this game for you, so you could enjoy it. And then you see fucking like BlizzCon because like that was the obvious comparison, right? And it's just like, hi, we here at Blizzard, we care a lot about about our fan base, <laughs> and that is why we are now uh, making it so that you can meet. And then, like, they pull up like uh, cue cards. Garrosh, Garrosh, who is a very big mean orc, and you can now meet him, the fan favorite Garrosh. And it's and it's like it is so fake. It is so we like money. And it's just, you can, I, I feel like we're now living uh, in, a, in a time, and I can say this because I work with marketing, where it is, it, it, because now it is so efficient to be transparent as a company that the audience, we are now getting the ability to kind of like see through the creators of these things. Which is yeah. also why, uh, like, I, I feel that webcomic creators are, like, to, to bring up that whole, like, webcomic creators and real comic to- topic that we had before. Yeah. Like, they generally d- feel more real than real comics. Yeah, because, like, you, because, like, like, and that's why I'm so happy that I chose to, to cover webcomics and not printed comics, because, like, I can reach out to. Uh, fucking uh, Linda Zijic or Emily Ree or Bonsai or Cody or whoever the, like I can just hey man what's up 
and like just talk with them, right? Like I couldn't like you cannot fucking do that with with like Stan obviously not Stan Lee, but like uh like like like, I, I don't I genuinely don't know any authors, but like me, you, me you can't go to the person who made like the latest issue of Batman or Spider-Man and get their take on something. No. Without like going through so much red tape or having to suck some guy's dick to be in this publishing circle. You have to do some fucked up shit to like be get connections. It is absurd. This yeah. I hate nepotism in the publishing industry so fucking much. I want to stab somebody. <laughs> but like uh like I, like my, my gripes aside, like it's so clear and transparent where you see like the people who are actually working hard. I like, I, like, it, 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 like, fucking. I keep going back to this because Plague of Right said it perfectly. You can read love coming off of a page as well as you can read apathy, yeah. and you read so much love in every web comic you read compared to like the the well, shit that's every, being printed out. A lot, not, of them. not every, but like a lot of them. Like it is fucking blatant out there, like a like someone not wearing a fucking shirt. It is just fucking there in your face. Yeah, and it's like, and you can so much read like something's made on because of like a paycheck because oh I gotta make I gotta make this comic because I'm being paid to do it and like if I do this then maybe someday I can work on something I want to print for a change yeah because that's such that's such a thing in like the publishing industry and it goes back to like wh- like the whole difference between wow and Final Fantasy 14 you can like feel that seething burning apathy how little the fuck blizzard gives compared to like like the people who are making final fantasy 14 where it's like they're just putting so much effort a guy's working through chemo because they're passionate about this there is so much passion you'll fucking get hot and bothered just by entering the fucking scene i'm not gonna fucking join i can't sign up I no can't. no it's fine i'm gonna fucking take it i'm sorry i just had a flashback <laughs> to like when i spent like four thousand dollars on maple story before i even had a job before i left middle school all my allowance for like that i've been saving up for like six years Okay, it wasn't four thousand. I think it was like four hundred. But still, it, it, it's, it, like you went hard. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I went hard. Like, listen, I have an addictive personality. I don't gamble. I don't. I, I don't do social drinking. But God, if you put me in an MMO, y'all motherfuckers ain't never gonna see me again. <laughs> Cloudy is gone. It's gonna be whatever the fuck I named the Lollafell. I'm gonna do because apparently everyone's choosing a Lollafell. They're fucking cute, bro. <laughs> They're adorable, They're, but, but, but like, then you can, but then they can be monks and you can punch it. Oh yeah, That's awesome. <laughs> like uh, I, I, I have this like uh, this weird thing. Like I, I do like despite the the meme that has come out yeah. of the webcam relief of me going moe. I'm not I, like oh, yeah. I, I, I don't really like like I, I'm not a like yeah. uh, cutesy guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a cutesy guy. Like I, that, that doesn't appeal to me that much. There's only like maybe one or two things that are cute that i that has had me go oh my fucking god i will give my life to you and one mm-hmm. of them is nanako from persona yeah and uh one of them is Cecilia from uh disgaea uh, yeah. and then there is the uh the front and center lalafell from final fantasy 14 tataru and she's a lot of and it, and like they, fu- I don't know what it is about Lalafels. They're little fucking potatoes, and <laughs> and everything about their movement 
their 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 faces, their expressions, their hairstyles, the way that if you fucking like put them in like a big heavy dark knight armor it's just like this little tin bucket walking around stumbling into people's <laughs> knees and shit i don't i don't know what it is with that contra a gnome in world of warcraft that makes me look at a lalafell and go i this is the cutest fucking thing i have ever fucking seen and a gnome in world of warcraft is i wonder how long i can punt this little bitch <laughs> <laughs> i know it's oh. I, I like for me personally i just really love that juxtaposition where you have small cute unassuming thing and then suddenly it drops a meteor on your grandmother's house uh, <laughs> and it's like that's just always hilarious to me which is why i gravitate to this kind of things but it's like you i cannot understate how like when you have something cute and it actually affects you where it just works it's Dude. like it's not enough to be cute it's not enough to be moe but like when it works it's like fuck Dude, you you, you oh, like, mentioned you you mentioned how like it, it's funny how like you have this little pin sized destru- uh, like bucket of destruction, and it, and that's funny because oh it's cute and then like it turns out that oh I am the embodiment of death. Uh, they, they, they fucking know that shit. You wanna know who one of the main instructors is for a monk? It's a fucking Lalafell, my guy. Let's fucking go- stop! You're gone now, you, you, and and then once you get to 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 uh, to Shadowbringers, you want to know who the main dude is for fu- like the main tank is? It's a fucking Lalafell. Oh my who's god! Who's just that's... walking around? Uh, well, technically it's a dwarf, but you know, and like yeah. they're walking around with a hammer twice the size of them, who drinks like a fucking sailor. Ah. Uh. That's like the they, they, they knew. <laughs> At one point in the Black Mage quest lines, you meet the embodiment of an ancient superpowered mage of all hell and destruction and shit, and that's Lala. So they fucking knew. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking knew. And that's the thing, like, like Final Fantasy. Like I, I'm going to bet you there aren't any notable gnomes that do anything that badass. There's maybe like one or two. But then, like, in Final Fantasy, they just throw that shit all the time. Because they know that shit is fucking amazing. That's gonna stick with you. I, 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 I'm trying to think. Like, I'm, I'm legit trying to to give uh, uh, World of Warcraft this fair shake. I think the most important gnome in that game is probably Chromie, the chick I told you about, the, 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 the Time Lord. Yeah. Who, can, who cannot fucking allow me to go and tell Orc Jesus to back the fuck off? That mm. is like that. That's where we are. <sighs> mm. Crying so, shame. It's like they have no imagination. It's sad. Mm. Uh, there was Mekinia Torg, the leader of the gnome people, but that's about it. He gets forgotten about it any time there's a big alliance leadership. Now he, he's there, uh, he just can't look over the table. So he's not in, 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 in the shot, but he is there. Um, I don't even think Chromie was a gnome. Uh, was a bronze dragon who just picked the form of a gnome to pay. Well, yeah, that's semantics. Uh, damn. But... but Anyway, long story short, it was a very great point that you brought up that 
um, that the whole thing about like uh, the, the the thing that uh, Homestuck started out doing and World of Warcraft started mm-hmm. out doing is that they condoned their community, their audience. They gave them everything that they could possibly want. They made it for them. They made it. They incorporated them into the process of this thing. They it was made with the in, uh, intent of wish fulfillment and uh, interest by the audience mm-hmm. to fulfill that. And now both Homestuck and World of Warcraft has reached a point now where that's no longer um, it's no longer for you. It's for us. It's no longer. Yeah. For the like, uh, um, Homestuck is no longer for for you who wanted a big, expensive world where you can make like your own troll OC and you could make theories mm-hmm. and all that shit. It is for people who uh, supposedly uh, wanna uh, use it as a soapbox to talk about different genders and stuff. Yeah. And World of Warcraft is no longer for you who wanted to chill and have fun with Thrall. It is for the writer who uh, can then uh, say that they worked on a piece of shit fiction and uh, stroke off their characters. Basically. Like, even in the Homestuck thing where, like, the a lot of the world was set up is, like... Like, like, even, like, even with, like, the fanon lore with, like, Hivesop, where they're, like, taking old theories from the fandom and, like, tur- putting into canon posthumorously of, like, the author. Like, he's not dead, but it's, like, he's not working on it anymore. Yeah. Like, even, like, even a lot of things that are canon now, they were made by fans originally, but, like, because of that, it's, like, you don't have that flexibility anymore, because, like, now this is what it is. This is how it's gonna be. Like, your other theories are... doesn't matter. Like, there's, like, fucking, like, arguments whether trolls are, like, insectoid, or if they're, like, furries, or if they're, like, something else... alien altogether. Like, it's, like, just, just... Just, like, you can argue about the anatomy, and now that we have a concrete answer, suddenly the people who are really happy about furry trolls can't really say otherwise. Mm. Other than, like, oh, I guess it's just my fan fiction now. <laughs> and it's not that when you when you have that answer and when you are adamant about that answer and what it is or what isn't, then you're just like denying everybody who you promise this absolute freedom. Yeah, it's and it's like it sucks, man, to like be given all these tools and to be given this chance to make something your own. And then suddenly being told all that time, all that effort, all that love you put into is now invalidated. Yeah, that is the worst feeling in the world. Like uh, that, that can go back to like um, sequels and anything. But like, I think just those two are like the thing that come into my forefront of my mind. Yeah, where it's just you make something and it just doesn't matter anymore, and that fucking sucks. I um, I think uh, unless you have more to say, I, I I have a point to bring up about that uh, before we go on uh, to the emails. So if uh, you, I think yeah, I think that's. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. I, I was that was basically the point I want to end right. on. Um, because <laughs> I think it's interesting how how everything that I say about WoW kind of resonates with you, and everything you say about Homestuck resonates with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like the whole thing that uh, about uh, what you just said reminds me of a thing that has been one of my main issues about uh, World of Warcraft uh, for the longest time, which is that. Again, like, 
there were there's so much room for the uh, for the audience to put themselves into the thing but as the game kind of continued it became very evident this is not like you have had your fun now it's time for us and one of the things where it became absolutely evident is that every time uh, so like they they started like going hard on the story as i said and Mm -hmm. every time you would have uh, an encounter with one of the big important plot characters say that you have a fight with troll jesus because we brought him up so much uh, Mm -hmm. or jesus and you have a fight against him as the uh, last boss of a raid or a dungeon or something, you would bring this man to his knees and you are like, I did this. I'm the fu- I, I beat Thrall. Oh my God, I'm the coolest motherfucker in the world. And, if, uh, and this would have been a perfect time for you as a creator to give your audience a, a kudos and and welcome them into this world like now you have actually done something of value in this world where you have set your footprint but literally and i'm not even using that in like a, mm-hmm. a, a hyperbole uh, fashion i mean it literally every time that you have squared off against an important lore character in in world of warcraft and you have ki- and you have technically killed him as part of the raid or the dungeon or whatever. Uh, you will deplete the uh, the dude's health to zero, and then either he something will happen or he will just you know throws a, a, a massive spell on you that incapitates you, <sighs> and then a dude a dude from the law like some big important guy will come and kill this dude effectively invalidating everything that you have done. They won't even go be stand aside champion. I will take it from here or something. No, it's just like like he will spring forth the evil guy is going to go, "Oh, you." And the, and the guy's going to go, "That is right. It is I." And then the, he's going to kick his ass and then it's like, oh, "I can't believe you bested me, Jimmy." And it's like, "Hi, I'm over here. I did the heavy. I I fucking killed everyone in this fucking dungeon. Hi, where's my fucking kudos?" Uh So, that, uh that's perfectly yeah, that's so, the American experience right there. <laughs> that's the American experience. So, because <laughs> no, like, I, I thought about like uh, I thought about like uh, oh, it doesn't work. Sorry to interrupt, but like just remind me of like a workplace incident where like I have to do all this work for this one guy, and then like he takes all the credit because like and like I get fucking jack shit. <laughs> and I was just and I'm in the back busting my ass to make sure nothing breaks. I'm like, oh okay, I guess this is how it is. It, then. It's literally that fucking meme of you made this. Looks at it. I made this. I made this. That's literally it. Ah, <laughs> uh, and that's the worst feeling in the world, and I hate it. Yeah. Oh god. So right. yeah, uh, I think that we can uh, end this topic on uh, the community made you, so don't push them away. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, and you can probably like apply this to like any fandom that if you watch from like the outside. Oh, absolutely. Like, Dungeons and Dragons is like is like it's happening right now, kind of. I can talk about that on a different podcast. Oh God, like I. Okay, real quick before we do um this, because like I need to take like a, fi- a quick five minute break. Yeah. Uh, but like uh, just to go to the bathroom and shit. But like um, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, like I I spent like all like the I I spent all weekend 
not sleeping, doing the animation, then I slept for a day, and then I realized, oh shit, I have a one shot, and I have to prepare tomorrow. I didn't do shit. So I spent studying up all day on Monday, preparing the one shot for my friends. And I realized, like, you know, I fucked with the lore so hard, like, if any person from the community saw this, they'd be mad at me. But I remembered, I'm the dungeon master, so fuck you, I yeah. do what I want. And I like that. Yeah. I feel that okay. this definitely is, uh, yeah, you, 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 you go on and, and do your thing. Um, yeah. but I definitely feel like this is something that we could invite Luke McKay in to talk about Dungeons and Dragons and the state of that. It's not necessarily something that I'm like super into, uh, but I definitely feel like there's something to be talked about there. Cause I, what I have heard is definitely that d- d- there are some stuff there where uh, Dungeons and Dragons are like slowly starting to push away their community as well, even though it feels <laughs> like they're welcoming more people in. Yeah, it's like that's an interesting thing I'm gonna talk about because like it's it's starting to feel a little bit like a J.K. Rowling situation, but like we can we can say that for another day. Yeah, we can say um, that for another day. Go go piss and I'll, I'll keep the people entertained. <laughs> All right, uh, do do the do this feel while I'm gone. <laughs> um, so um, I wanted to talk about uh, something that was brought up in the chat before, okay. which is that um, so at one point. Just to, because, like, this is apparently turned into the episode where Rise of Dunks on uh, on World of Warcraft. Who would have found it? And uh, there is this uh, one point where uh, me and my friend Alice, we had never actually completed a uh, like a full expansion. Like, we had never gotten the end game and killed the last boss or anything. Um, and so we we decided like at one point we were gonna fucking put in the work we were gonna fucking do this and it would it, it like we were fucking like adamant in this so it would be like i would uh, i would uh, go to work and then come home st- stuff some food in my face and we would either go raid or do like dungeons or quests or whatever that had to be done so we could get to the end game of this and the and this was like um, th- 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 this was at like a, a, a weird point because like it was in the transition period between one expansion and the other and so we wanted to finish this off before the new expansion came out but the problem was that the the story at this point were, like no one was interested in doing this last raid so we had to like there were times where we would like do the first boss or something then we would die and everyone and the fucking mom decided not to like oh okay uh i'm out because you guys are pussies because uh the fucking uh community of uh world of warcraft is toxic as fuck and honestly thinking about it now after what we've been over i feel that that is kind of like a little self-explanatory because when they are constantly getting slighted by the people they think like love them no wonder they start latching out against other people so we would try and we would uh like go and and try and and do this raid and it was an endeavor and a fucking half because every time we died at one boss or something and reminder we didn't like we we never tried this before we didn't know the tactics or anything and every time that we would die or or someone that wasn't pulling the weight even sometimes hey you are two points under the uh the arbitrary arbitrary uh item level standard that i have personally set not that it, like that is expected for this but that i wanted to be 
And thus, I do not want to do this anymore. So we had to fucking like buckle down. We had to sometimes just sit for four hours a day and just wait for people to to sign up for this goddamn raid. It was ludicrous. But mm. we ended up finally doing it one day. We managed to beat the raid. Everything was coming up Millhouse. We were finally about to finish off this entire expansion before the new one. And this was a big thing because we had never done it before and we had really put in the work to do this. And a lot of like late nights where I should definitely have been to bed earlier because I had both school and work and all this shit. But we did it because we were so like we wanted to do this. And so we uh, we did the raid, and then there were like several quest lines, uh, like small little quests to kind of like wrap up everything and kind of like end everything with a neat little bow. And we get to the last quest where I think you have to hand in that big super relic weapon that you had gotten, and you can pick up the quest, but you cannot hand it in. <laughs> for whatever fucking and this is the last quest you cannot hand it for whatever fuck, there's a thing in 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 uh, mmos like this where uh, where it's called instanced which is where you kind of get transported into like a little sub dimension thingy where mm-hmm. uh, uh where time is different for you so it's like uh th- this big event has not happened for you yet but we put you in an instance so that you do like you can make that event happen basically so there's no excuse for not just instancing this but the literal last quest in this timeline uh, in this quest line for us to beat this thing was to hand over our weapon to a dude and we are standing in front of the dude and he he like you can click on him and nothing happens. And we find out that this had been patched out a week before we got to this point. It, oh. Like, what fucking p- uh, company that respects their audience would ever remove content like this? I, like, I think that was where I did, thoroughly decided I am never ever picking up world of warcraft again like i said i have some some great memories with that shit but uh when the writing is this trash and you are going to make a fucking active effort that i cannot play your fucking game basically then fuck you and the horse you came riding in on perfect like actually really fucking like I, I saw that I saw that uh, Alice like wrote that in the chat, and I'm like, "Wow, what the fuck is that about?" And like, that's horrifyingly bad. That's it, like an MMO horror story you'd hear on Reddit. It it is so, like, so I get why you will you would like have seasonal things like, oh, okay, we have this Christmas event where you can do these quests and you can get like Christmas outfits or something. And like, I get why you want to limit that, but. But this is the main... It's not a side quest. It's not... It's not, like, something... Like, time... Like, reserved to a certain time frame. It is the main fucking story. You cannot complete the main fucking story of the game. How fucking bad... Imagine... 
Cloudy. Imagine you're playing Mother Free, mm -hmm. and they patched out the ending. That would be that. That would be painful, like actually painful for everything you that build up to. That would be. Uh, like, like I, 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 I don't know anything. But imagine, like, before you go yeah. on your last adventure, and you're being told yeah. you need to go and talk with Chuck, and Chuck is gonna like put you on a boat, and you're gonna travel to this place where you're gonna fight the last boss. I, again, don't know a lot. Yeah. And you, and you go, okay, I'm gonna go and talk with Chuck, and you go away and you talk with Chuck, and Chuck is he just giving the option to go. He, he just says, "Hi, stranger. Would you like some ice cream or some weird shit like that?" And he just yeah. stares you blank in the face, and you're like, "No, you're supposed to take me to this thing, and that thing never comes up, <sighs> and, and there's nothing you can do. You can't, you can't patch it in yourself." You can't, like, you have to look it up on YouTube or something. Because pe other mm -hmm. people have done it. Other people have experienced this fantastic ending to this expansion. But you? Because you had to deal with the people who, who didn't want to do the fucking raid and you were a little slow. You took your time with this. You you decided yeah. to en enjoy other, pe uh, other parts of the game. You didn't do this thing, like, when you had to. You who played the game and not in the way that we wanted it to. Fuck everything about you that is the world yeah. warcraft experience <laughs> oh god okay so before i get into questions i'm gonna i'm gonna try to make this as brief as possible because you reminded me something yeah uh okay real quick do you remember geek uh y2k yeah they did this they actually did this in this game they did where, like they actually they actually hide the good ending and patch it, and they like oh, quote unquote yeah. patch it out of the game. We're like, yeah, because we're like the, the ending where everything's supposed to be satisfying, and not the ending where they put all the blame on the character by making him like the real Alex. No, they they hide the good ending to Yeek on a YouTube video through like something that they blocked off like in the game. They did. It's not like you go coding, you go looking into the code of the game. It's not there. So he literally made his own good ending. Just to fuck with the fans. Oh, that's fucking... It is awful. That is scorn. That is... That is hatred. <laughs> it's and, it's like... It's no wonder that shit is so bad. It's no wonder nobody loves that game. Because, like, you can feel that hatred right there. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm subscribed to a channel called Running Shine. Can warmly recommend it. You made a two-hour-long video on Yeek, and it is the funniest shit I have ever fucking seen. Warmly recommend it. I watched that one, and there's like this other one I watched from like Tisnikara, and it's like, it's like it's a, like an hour and a half like diatribe on like Yeek, and it's like, it, it, it's like him wrestling with trying to say something nice the entire time, but then like slowly devolving to like, oh my god, this shit has nothing to say. Yeah. You th there could have been something, but it's actively trying to say fuck you at every turn. Like the guy, the, like like the the guy who made that game. He has no reason to be salty about anything that's happening to him about the reception because he's that much of an asshole to everyone who's played in this game. He did but, everything yeah. he supposedly could to give the middle finger to people who did not like that game. Exactly. And even people so, who did like it. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, no, he has no reason to be sad or mad or call video games not art when he made that purposefully. Yeah. Fuck off. All right, but no, we got we got some good questions today. We got a lot. But when but people send those, 
they can send it to at webca- like webcastrelief at gmail.com. So if I, if I had, say, an ending to a piece of uh, fiction that I have uh, consumed in any shape or form where they just straight up remove the ending and I wanted to tell either you or me about that, I would, I would send it to webcastrelief at gmail.com? Yes, that's webcastrelief at gmail.com. We can send us your your like your 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 fantasy endings for the stories that you were deprived of because of some shitty developer. Or you just want to ask us a silly question. Like a silly question from uh Ruby Rose. Uh this one's gonna be quick, because like it's just what is your favorite boss from each Metal Gear game? I literally only have one that I can think off the top of my head because it's so memorable, despite the fact I've never played any games. And who's that? And that is the end from Snake Eater. Yeah, I figured. Because <laughs> it's literally, it's 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 the one where you don't have to play a Metal Gear game to have beaten him. In no. a way, we've all beaten the end. <laughs> yeah, you, you you outlasted him. I outlasted him. Um, I think that uh, the uh, my favorite boss is the boss in in, in Snake Eater. Is I there's just something I I adore about like that last fight amongst the flowers that change as the fight goes on and you have to use literally everything that you have learned to 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 beat her and even when you do that you're still gonna get your ass whooped. Uh-huh. It it really felt like you were going up against the better you. Like be better than the you before. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, it's. That's like I, that's great. Like I, uh, I I don't know how much you know about the uh, the Metal Gear law, but the reason why there's a thing called Big Boss is because Snake killed Boss, and thus he was awarded the title Big Boss because he was bigger <laughs> and better than Boss. So that mm-hmm. that's where you became Big Boss, and I felt like that moment was given all the gravitas and love and affection that it. It, it deserved. Mm-hmm. Do we have any other questions? I have a couple, actually. Oh. Uh, this one co- is a question by Moron. Oh, yeah? And he says, So like in writing, there seems to be the stipulation that every character must be deep, complex, or have some kind of motivation. Or at least to me, it seems like there is a stipulation that every character needs to be nuanced. So with that context, when is there a time to just write a one-dimensional character to d- and do it well? Because sometimes I, f- I just want to use a character as a literal plot device and how much you can take away from a character before they start hurting the story. Okay, I have and a I- perfect one. Okay, go ahead, because I have my own opinions about right. this. You so I, I, I have the, a perfect one because it fits into what we've just talked about, which is <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy and all this stuff. In... Uh, the f- uh, slight spoilers here. Um... In uh, the uh, other games, you have typically had had to confront people who were scheming and planning, and they all had like ulterior motives. They were all kind of mysterious, and you didn't really know. Like some people even tried to be like on your side, and some people th- would then like stab you in the back and stuff like that. So everyone had like big plans, big schemes. They and what they what you thought they were planning, they weren't actually planning. So that's a lot of twists and turns and stuff the the boss 
that is coming up now, like the the main antagonist as of where the game is now, his entire drive force is, I want to fight you. <laughs> he like everything is for the sake of I want to fight. I I have the biggest, hardest, veiniest, frupping erection for fighting. <laughs> <laughs> and and th- I can only stroke that when I fight the warrior of light. So I'm gonna do whatever the fuck it takes to fight this dude. And and it is so refreshing because, like I said, everyone has been scheming and planning. Everything has been like calculated down to uh, like a ludicrous extreme. So it is so refreshing now to have a guy who is dumb strong he doesn't have any like super magical thing or anything he's just dumb strong and he wants to fight you that is literally it and he and like again he's the main antagonist and somehow they make it work just because like everything before this has been this one thing where everyone is so detailed and deep and yada 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 so it's just so refreshing to have a guy who's just i want to fucking stick my veiny hard (laughs) fight cock up your ass (laughs) No, that's that's genuinely perfect because like it, it goes into what I want to say about this because like there's this there's this like there's this um term called the flat character whose existence is just to like juxtapose against other things. You see this a lot in like shonen anime, especially with like the Straw Hat Pirates or Goku. They are like person like personality wise, they can get like a little development, but they're essentially functionally the same as they were from the fucking start, ah. a thousand chapters in. But the reason they exist is because you want to put them in this place to like juxtapose all this complicated shit everywhere else. Yeah, when you have like flat characters, you want them to like be flat so you can emphasize everything else surrounding it. Yeah, because like when you have that like footing, that's where you can you can stand on the flat character essentially, and just like admire everything else. Like the one dimensional bad like like I want to fight you to fucking hell like bad guy. He is so much more impactful when like you're surrounded by all these Machiavellian schemers. From what it sounds like, where everything around him is super complicated, but then it's just like, hey, you. Want to fight? <laughs> Want to fight? It's like block this, block this overhead. Yeah, like it, <laughs> like again, like I, 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 one hundred and ten percent agree with you there. Like the flat character is definitely a great tool to have the more interesting things bounce off of. Again, like Luffy is so simple that is goddamn amazing. Dude can't swim. Dude has no sense of direction, and dude is always hungry. That's basically Luffy. That's that's yeah. him, and you have and uh, like you have all these other characters who are basically like the, the, the same amount of death to a certain extent, but they yeah. go all to all these different kingdoms. They go, they meet all these different people. They interact with this huge array of of, of various cast members, and nothing helps highlighting that thing more than when they are confronted with the same thing like uh, i remember yesterday i saw a a video on twitter 
of from Ed, Ed and Eddie of all things. I think you also have seen it. Where yeah. uh, there, there's a door and you see like Eddie is jumping over it. Double D opens the door and he closes it. And Ed forces himself like, through like a fucking <laughs> hole in the door or something. He, he like he like flushes himself through the door. There's like he a toilet sound. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he flushes he himself through it. <laughs> and and like that, it's the and that's the exact thing that you get with like a flat character is that you get people who are confronted with the exact same thing but they react and deal with it differently. And it really helps like highlighting the differences and nuances of different characters. Like the like, if we were gonna use that example, the the the, the, the like, if if you were to like find it in like on like Twitter, you can just have it playing in the background. But it's like the it, the door itself. If you saw it, that would be an example of a flat character done really well. Because yeah. it's the point of it is just to have like you can have a one dimensional character be completely unnuanced, but its role is very important. Where you just use it to like juxtapose and like show everything interacting with it. It is very good if you do that, and like, don't be afraid to like plop one into your story if you need it. As long as you use it, like, as long as people, as long as you can stand it next to something to like show that flatness or have people react to it, you're doing a really good job. Yeah. Uh, let me, let oh me, yes, let perfect. Me, I don't know if it... I don't think we're gonna get in trouble for this because like it's because like it's there's no sound and they could just see. But like, this is what I mean. Like Eddie's jumping over, Double D's like opening the door, and he literally just flushes himself through. Cause and it just shows off their personalities perfectly. I, I, I love this comment underneath. I like the one uh take someone had on this. Eddie is speedrunners, double D is regular players, and Ed is task runners. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That's, That's so genuinely good. perfect. <laughs> Uh, Excuse me, let me just glitch through this wall and yeah. save a fraction of a second. Like you, you, like, you basically just need to hear, like, Ed go, yeah, yeah, yeah! <laughs> like, as he, like, long jump backwards. <laughs> oh, he just peeled Jay through it. <laughs> but yeah, I, oh, I, I, I hope that answers your question, uh, Ruby. More, uh, that was more, actually. Oh, that was more, sorry, sorry. Ruby was a Metal Gear. Okay, and uh, this one is from uh, Caesar Zealand. Yeah, yeah this will be our last one. Caesar Zealand, and it's a movie concept. Mm? I was talking to some friends the other day, and I came up with a fun concept for a little indie horror film or some shit. Basically, it's a thing, but it happens at a furry convention. Think of all the cool practical effects shit you can pull with a leeway and a fursuit get, uh, gives you. Sorry, I fucked up there. You just got a guy who walks by a dude in the fursuit, and the fursuit unhinges its jaw and bites him in fucking half. Or you could have a group go trying... Uh, sorry. Or you could have a group go trying to do the blood test thingy, but everyone comes up clean, and one of the empty fursuits on the floor gets up and starts freaking the fuck out, breaking open into a sweet, sweet John Carpenter-style body horror flesh soup. I mean, if Willy Wonderland's got greenlit, then anything is fucking possible. I don't know, yeah. man. Thoughts? All ideas present in this email are property of Caesar Zealand. <laughs> Any theft or set of ideas, or whether intentional or unintentional, is punishable by one-on-one gladiatorial combat for legal ownership. I mean, so like that, that's, that's the yeah. only proper way to solve these things. Basically, yeah. A good old fiscal. I mean, like, God, like, it, you, could you imagine if Sarah Z got, like, a gladiatorial combat invitation instead of a legal threat? B bro. 
Like, I'm, I'm so happy that the YouTubers have that thing where they're, like, now challenging each other to boxing matches just because, oh, yeah, I'm the best, I'm the best, and then they get fucking knocked the yeah. fuck out. Uh, I love it. I love it so much. Like, you know what? Like, instead of clown tour comment, it's just, like, okay, it was illegal to serve speed you know, through a boxing match. Yeah, that's fucking great. But as for the movie, uh, I, like, I I've definitely think that, that there is a... I, I wouldn't necessarily make it like the thing, but there's definitely like you can absolutely take a a an extra step with this with the whole thing being like costumes and stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, I think you can do some stuff with that. But my main fear is that uh, when the monster turns into tendrils and tentacles, and you're dealing with furries. Uh, you're gonna have people who don't necessarily uh, fear that. No, it's like, although that would be go make a hilarious scene though, where it's like they 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 see the fucking guy like turn into a like tentacle monster, and you see one of the people there on the chair like sitting down, it's like hey, jackpot. It, he he literally goes, oh wolf, what's this? Oh, what's this? <laughs> so like. You know, I kind of like the I honestly like the idea of like a of like a mascot horror franchise. Like, uh, like first thing you're gonna think of is like is like a Five Nights at Freddy's because of the fucking animatronics, and apparently the animatronics is that's like a thing where like they they invented this concept called the spring lock suit where you like jump in, but if you sweat a little bit, the the spring locks unhinge and kill you mm. because it forms a robot on top of your body and you kind of clip in the same space. It's horrifying, but like. There's that, and then there's like the the idea where there's like a monster or like a serial killer hiding among furries, and then it turns out it's the suit itself, like its own fucking monster. And like I think like the the appeal is like the practical effects behind it, where you just have like a suit walking around and just that horror of like anybody could wear the mask, and it's like you can make a really good thriller out of it, despite like the insanity of the concept. Yeah, yeah, but I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was a, a good pitch there. Um, I think job, it will, it, I think it will have to take some explanation for uh, a movie studio to pick it up because, like, they will probably go, "What's a furry?" And then you would have uh, <laughs> to have to have that conversation, which I don't need <laughs> for. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> oh God, I love it. All right, and I think that's a good place to end it. Yeah, uh, furry murder. That's, that's a good way to, like, we had a really good discussion. I had a lot of fun with this episode. The, the, the furry murder is how I end all my discussions. <laughs> Gladiatorial furry, furry murder. Gla gla gladiatorial fur furry murder. I think... Now, we, we, we can't call the epi uh, this, uh, this episode that, because last time uh, uh, we actually got, like, a comment, like, what does this have to do with Elsa Run? Yeah, so maybe we need to figure out something else. I've probably oh, 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 that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> See you guys next time. <laughs>